Hello, amigo. Eagle Gardens. Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram. And this is, is fucking talking shit with Eagle. Episode 546. Man, do I have a super special guest for you this evening. I have been looking forward to uh, talking with this man for so, quite some time. Mr. Duke Diamond, how you doing, my friend? You want to tell us how you're doing and where they can find you? Oh, man, I'm doing... Uh... Doing spiffy, man. Drove uh, three hours earlier today to whip my dick out in front of a fucking halfway house guy and fill up a couple kiss and then drive three hours back. But uh, doing doing pretty good now. <laughs> um, the real Duke Diamond uh, on uh, Instagram. Uh, we got a website coming up soon, but I'll have it posted up on there. But uh, for now, yeah, everybody can. Uh, Go to the real Duke Diamond on the Instagram. And that's where you'll find me. Till then, <laughs> the real. I appreciate the fact that you put the real Duke Diamond on there, because uh, you are honestly, I, in my opinion, one of the realest fucking people in the cannabis industry. Uh, it's a sad that you actually have to put it in the name, but uh, very true in my opinion. I uh, initially uh, seen you speak for the first time on uh, Sub Cool Hedge on his little program that he did. I'm, of course, a big time weed nerd and I uh, happened to catch you talking with him. And I couldn't help but like think, man, this this is one cool motherfucker. He is about as real as real can get. And I've appreciated that about you ever since <laughs> that day. Uh, <laughs> So I, uh, this is this is huge. I, I greatly appreciate you taking the time to hang out tonight. Oh man, thanks for thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, I used to like going on uh, going on his show and everything back then, but that's the only way I know to be, you know. It doesn't always float over well with you know everybody, but that's all I can do is just be me, and people don't like it. Fuck them. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, um, so this is our opportunity to get to know you a little bit better than uh we normally do. I usually ask everybody, uh, you know, when did cannabis come into your life? When was that first time uh cannabis entered your life, if you don't mind sharing, if you could share, my friend. Well, I was uh was twelve years old <laughs> and uh yeah, a friend hooked me up, hooked me up with some bud, and I can play the flame to it. And his, uh, I want to say, I think it was his older brother that had it, and I think he he might have grown it even. But uh, man, fuck, dude, I was fucking wasted off that shit too. It was like that, um, what was that movie Half Baked or whatever? And he's like, yeah, some people say they didn't get high the first time. Not me. Yeah, me neither. Fucking, it was fucking wasted. I couldn't even feel my neck. Fucking head bobbling around and shit. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty much, uh, pretty much all squared away from there. You know, knew what I, uh, knew what I needed to do. <laughs> right on. So it just took off from there. Do you remember what you were smoking on? It was it the time period where you could actually put a name with the strain? Um, we had, 
um during those days a lot of there was a lot of um nl skunk afghani and um kind of a little after that we started getting into the white stuff like uh, white widow white rhino those were uh those are real good ones uh real good ones too but those uh early days it was the the nl skunks and <clears throat> and then you know of course the old uh the old fucking brickweed <laughs> you know there's always that shit around too so you're smoking with friends and i fuck if i know what what the hell it was but it was crazy some of that shit was like really it was crazy good it was just you know a little seated and smashing a trash compactor you know what i mean but some of that shit was actually pretty pretty fucking potent So, uh, how, how, how did you progress with your, with cannabis there? I mean, when did actually the growing part of it come into play? I mean, that's a big part of it. When did that come into, uh, your life? When and uh, why, growing, I guess. Yeah, well, the, the growing part came, well, one out of, I guess you could call it necessity. It's like, you know weed's not especially back then it wasn't always just like right there you know so like i, I know you're like in my age group so you remember like yeah you know, guys like oh yeah my boy's coming by you know bring a bag and a pager's going off everything else and you know fucking two weeks later hey man <laughs> you know still waiting on that same fucking bag um so availability <clears throat> to not wanting to pay for it uh and three knowing like you know growing it yourself and like having it you know uh right there is is it's going to be a better better quality too so with all those things um plus kind of growing up in like the uh, rural rural part of virginia not super rural but you know country enough um doing working on farms and shit like that it was like yeah i just kind of kind of made made sense you know so uh yeah we uh just kind of decided like yeah it's you know i need to start growing some weed so end up popping some seeds <clears throat> and uh my fucking cousins you know like uh, my parents had me like really really late in life like my dad was in his mid-50s when i was born so um <laughs> like so all my first cousins you know they're already in there pushing 30 or over 30 years old and they were all you know they were all growing and everything shining everything else and uh they saw where i'd uh i sprouted the seeds and everything you know they weren't very tall they're like oh man what <laughs> you're gonna get in a lot of trouble kid you know you don't know what you're doing so they just kind of figured like well you know you kind of made your own choice and nobody like really pushed you into it uh we're gonna kind of it's kind of take you under a wing here and make sure you don't get in a bunch of trip, you know, trouble and bullshit. So, uh, yeah. And then kind of, kind of went from there and that's where the, the learning, learning experiences really, really began. That's pretty awesome that, uh, to have some family take you under the wing and, uh, teach you the ropes like that. So sounds like pretty much outdoors to start. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> like, 
we could start start seeds inside under like some old you know like t12 uh fluorescence um that was that was about as as indoor as it got just you know getting some shit started to, to move outside so uh yeah it was all outdoor beginnings like deep deep in the woods you know I can appreciate that. I think that's, uh, uh, you know, for pre-medical growers, I think hustle was the, the main reason that got most of us started. Uh, for me, myself, it was the same thing. I just kind of got tired of paying for it. Uh, it just seemed like the thing to do. So, uh, got to appreciate that. So, uh, how did... Uh, how did you uh, did progress from there? Did you, how many years outdoors? Did you end up taking it indoors at any time soon? Yeah, the indoor thing started to come. Uh, I reckon about this is like five years later, <clears throat> and uh, like I never stopped uh, stopped doing the um, the outdoor, but. I knew like I wanted to start doing it, uh, doing it inside because I was like, well, it's going to be easier because part of, uh, you know, growing in Virginia in those days, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to like, <laughs> you know, put these in my backyard and you weren't even going to be like, well, I'll walk, you know, 100 yards back in the woods. Like you had to go fucking deep, man, because, you know, you had the pigs looking for you. The game wardens were on on your shit, uh, you know, feds would fucking looking around for shit so you know you had to you had to go really far back so at the point where you're like wow man like i'm really uh really getting tired here like i'm sweating fucking ticks all over me skaters eating my ass alive snakes and everything else like i think we've gone far enough that's when you know you need to go like a little bit further so you gotta kind of go to the point where where they don't you know all the fucking briars and shit like that so and then find a spot that's going to be like you know conducive to growing you know of course too so uh it was a it was a pain in the ass you know totally worth it but uh you know that's what kind of got me geared me and like man <clears throat> sure would be a you know a whole lot easier if i could do this uh do this inside <laughs> right now so andy did uh any trouble back then? Uh, any uh, confrontations with the law or anything back then? I know I've been pretty lucky myself. Oh, yeah. God, growing. But not everybody is that lucky. Yeah, on our outdoor, um, I never I never had an issue. Um, so, yeah, like that, that was good. Um, <clears throat> we... we we really went way, way out of our way to, uh, to make sure everything was really camoed in. And I mean, we were like the utmost, utmost careful. Um, so yeah, luckily nothing happened with that. Um, February, 2007, however, I get raided by the DEA. Um, is my good bestest of friends. Ah, <laughs> it wasn't at all. Um, a guy I'd known a long time. He uh he had like a drinking problem and shit. He had like an everything problem. He wasn't always like that, but uh 
you know, the crazier and crazier he got, um, the more I was like, man, you know, we, I don't know, man, I need to kind of distance myself. So, uh, you know, and he, I mean, he's just on some fucking psychopath shit. So I don't see him, see him for a while. And then he just kind of pops up one day. <clears throat> he acted like he was like, he's, you know, kind of straightened up. So I was like, all right, cool. Cool. And he, you know, he wanted a little bit of weed. I was like, yeah, of course, you know, and he's like trying to buy it. And I was like, no, you know, just take it. You know, I've never, never charged him for weed ever. And he's just so insistent on giving me fucking money for it. And I was like, like getting to the point where like, you know, I was going to like put him in a chokehold, you know, wrestle him down and be like, piece of shit, fucking stop. You know, I'm not fucking taking the money. So uh, he, he fucks off, he, you know, he leaves. And um, like I said, he, you know, he seemed like he was uh, doing, doing good for himself. Um, what I didn't know is about, I guess, two, three months prior to that, he was driving his SS Impala, fucking hammered, fucking drunk, runs off the fucking road in like this super, super rich part of Richmond, Virginia, and uh, his fucking car plows through the fucking wall of one of these mansions. So there he is in the living room of these fucking yuppies trying to fucking drink their fucking wine and their fireplace and shit and his dumb drunk ass is passed out in his car in their living room so of course they call the cops you know he's got <laughs> he ain't got no shirt on he's just wearing one of those over the shoulder <laughs> fucking holsters you know that holds the pistol where your rib cages is he's got a pistol strapped on his left side and his right side no serial numbers on him he's got a pistol under the seat of his uh car with a uh with a silencer on it no numbers on that shit either in the trunk he's got some fucking fish scale cocaine i want to say it's i don't remember how much but i know he had some fucking heroin in there too i remember he had like quite a bit of quite a bit of blow and he had a fully automatic uh machine gun and a silencer for that as well so needless to say um when the cops get there they uh he got their attention, you know. It wasn't like uh, some little deal, you know what I mean. So I guess uh, feds had gotten involved in it fairly, fairly quickly. Uh, just, just the machine guns and shit alone, you know. You got all the, the drugs with it and shit. So uh, at that point, uh, I'm, you know, just a quick calculation on all that. Shit, man. I don't know. Probably. Oof. basically life even if they don't say the word life you know there's enough years might as well be so <clears throat> he starts ratting on everybody everybody ever knew and including his best friend for uh, growing weed so uh you know he told him he told him i had a fucking that old fucking bunch of money and shit buried in my backyard um <laughs> he, uh, he said i had some fucking rocket launchers i think too um whole bunch of other shit too i just just really really made me kind of made me out to seem like a like there's some of bin laden met uh pablo escobar or something um but anyway uh yeah that's that's what led up to that that dea fucking raid then and he didn't do a day he got to uh he got to walk on all his shit because he fucking turned over everybody you know
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So sorry to hear that, my friend. That's, uh, that's a shitty way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shitty way to be, but um, you know, and we were always like super careful, really paranoid people anyway. Um, but he was he was one of us, you know what I mean? So it, to me, it wasn't like an outsider knowing shit. You know what I mean? Um, so, cause like he was doing the same shit, and, you know, everything. So, um, you know, just is what it is, you know, it happened. It happened to anybody, man. So old timer, old fucking Irish mobster. He had a great fucking saying. And he's, that was, he's like, everybody is your fucking friend or your fucking boy until right and until is is a hell of a word you know and and until can mean a lot to to different people and it's like until what so they're in fucking trouble until what they're looking at life until they're looking at 50 years 20 years until they're looking at a year who who knows you know it depends what they're uh what they're going to be able to do um or until they're jealous right or until they, they they're upset about something what what is what is until gonna mean to the next guy you know that always that always kind of resonated with me so and i guess his until was <laughs> until he was looking at going to that fucking penitentiary and uh you know he, he wasn't trying to have that so he said he uh he had to he had to turn into a shit bag you know yeah that sucks you know, I'm following the entails. There is a lot of entails. I've never really thought about it like that. For the most part, the entails are uh, when the drugs are gone. The, the friends that were there when you're no longer hustling or, you know, keeping right. things, keeping everybody happy. Yeah. Uh, people seem to dwindle very quickly. Yeah. Uh, as far as friends. boys like that. Boys seem to stick around until money. Uh, once the money comes into the picture, uh, then sometimes it seems like jealousy comes into place. You, one's getting more than the other, oh, and yeah. it secretly drives a wedge. Yeah, yeah, it sure does, man. That's the thing is, uh, whew, you know, and it, it and that that right there. Just that right there, like I said, that jealousy <clears throat> shit nowadays, people at each on each other just, just out of the jealousy. They ain't even in fucking trouble. But you know, that jealousy minimum, you know, it sparks something up in them. They want to see you fail. And if they end up in some shit, well, guess who's on the top of the fucking list, you know? So just gotta uh, you know, gotta be real uh real careful. <laughs> Well, you had to be real careful, I guess, nowadays. You, unless you're in a, one of the spots where it ain't cool anymore or it isn't cool yet or legal. You know, you got to be careful. You be real fucking careful. Yeah, I guess you said it. You kind of said it, too. Everybody wants to see you succeed until you do better than them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking fact, man. <laughs> As a fucking fact, that's when you know you got some real good people that 
no matter how good you're doing, they're still behind you, you know, 100% and, you know, still pushing you forward, you know. So uh, kind of backtracking a little bit, uh, when did the breeding aspect come into it all? When did you decide that, you know, this is fun and dandy, but I, I need to take this uh, in another direction? Hmm. Well, back then it was like, it was quite the expedition to get your, get your seeds. You had to, you had to send in the, send in the list to one of the, one of the catalogs uh, over in Holland or whatever. Um, They had to uh, get the money order, you know, and then they would fulfill it. And then they're sending it back through a fucking border and you know it's got to make it back to you so um it was a lot of a lot of work <laughs> you know like i said we were we were sketching people so um you know we'd use somebody else's car um maybe even have a, a big fucking license plate with some magnets on it and shit park across the uh park across the street um walk over um I'm sorry, buddy. Wife is really shitting on me here, leaving doors at dogs running in. Um, you would have to, uh, you would have to, uh, you know, go through a lot of steps, you know, just in case something does, uh, does kind of go wrong and the man starts looking at you. So, um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> so, um, it, it would behoove one to, you know, once you got what you got, start you know making making more um so you got next year's stock as well as you know years to come so uh the cousins they they were already kind of hip to that anyway so the first year i was growing with them was also a year it was like yeah we need to you know need to make some more seeds is that way we're good for a while because they weren't uh weren't talking about growing like you know a handful of seeds they were uh they were fucking getting it. <laughs> they were getting it pretty fucking heavy. So, um, so yeah, it, it kind of started there. Um, just like farming in general, you know, you gotta you gotta have good seed. You know, you gotta have good seed, and you gotta have seed. So, um, you know, it kind of got instilled right right off the jump. You know, as far as that went. Uh, at what at that point, uh, what genetics were you working with? Well, he had the the NL skunk, some Gany, um, and hybrids hybrids of the two, um, standard uh, standard skunk one. Um, that was pretty much the go to for our region, like as far as like what's gonna actually do well outside and, and produce you know they did the hash plant and everything as well so um you know those are kind of like the the go-to staples you know it <clears throat> it grew well it produced um you didn't didn't end up with a whole lot of problems and everything and it was just a you, you could count on that shit you know When did you see that? Excuse me. uh, That there was a market for seed. 
that you could be helping out some fellow growers and, uh, you know, make a buck out of it. Well, the, the, the business part of it came, came way later. Um, the helping out with, uh, you know, other friends that were growing and those friends kind of became more friends when discovered like internet. <laughs> so, uh, internet forums back then, uh, you had the old BCGA, which was, uh, Vic High's deal. Um, and you had overgrow. Um, so between those two things, there was another, another little spot called true stoners. It, it was never like a real big thing. They had a little chat room and everything. Met some real cool people there, but that's when we got in. Well, <clears throat> that's when I got into like uh, trading, trading seeds and uh, hooking people up and shit like that. Um, as far as outside of my, like, you know, my immediate circle back then. Um, as far as like doing it, like on like the scale um, to where it's like, hey, I'm gonna make a pack of seeds and like actually, you know, sell these things. Uh, that came way later. Um, and it, I guess what, what really got me going, it wasn't, it wasn't the money. It was just looking at the people that were making the money and what they were making the money on, um, seeing what was like being offered and what people got, um, and just kind of being pissed off for real. I mean, just being like, holy fuck, this is some fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> what in the fucking fuck? So that kind of really, you know, got me like, you know, I, I can, I can do some, do some good stuff and um, not bottleneck the whole gene pool in one way or another. I uh, saw a lot of that going on. Um, offer something different. You know, that, that was another, another thing. And um, that's what kind of, kind of got me heading, heading in that direction. And um, I was getting ready to do my thing. And that's when uh, Subcool we actually hit me up out of the blue and was like, oh, yeah, you know, his uh, soul from uh, Grimm's back and made somebody to help him out. And then I uh, ended up working with him, which ended up just be, you know, just me doing a lot of work. <laughs> and um, did that for a little while. And I just couldn't, I couldn't keep, keep doing that, uh, that deal. So I was like, yeah, I'll just go back to the original, original idea and just, you know, start something up cool for me. And, um, yeah, just go from there. So what is your, what is your opinion of, uh, current, uh, breeding, uh, situation today? Uh, what's your thoughts on what's going on with cannabis today? It's, uh. It's literally, to me, it's kind of like the exact same shit. You got um, a, a decent amount of guys that are <clears throat> actually, like, they got passion. They're real passionate about what they do. They do a good job. Um, you know, you, you got that. And then you just got to see a whole sea of fly-by-night, whatever, whatever's, whatever you want to call them. Um, just chucking whatever hype across the hype, chuck it, 
fuck it. <laughs> you know, don't test it. Just fuck it. Yeah, sling it out there, get the money, and you know, when you look around next year, you uh, you won't see them. <laughs> they, they're they're going to be non-existent. You know, they got their money, they made their lick, and then they're out. So, um, you know, it's all it's well, it hasn't always been like that, but um, shit, you know, before I went away, it was definitely like that, um, and it had been like that for you know for some time, but it it seemed like. I guess about 20, 2015 is when I noticed it was like people were just coming out the woodwork um, with all types of ridiculous shit and they would just be there and boom, they'd be gone, you know? Yeah, I, I, it's really disheartening someone to pop up, so called breeders. Uh, it's just, it's really been just muddy up the water and mess up a lot of people's gardens, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it's really sad. Uh, yeah, it's, that's always been I'm, my I'm, thing. It's like, it's really fucked up to, uh, like, one, <clears throat> yeah, you took somebody's money and that's fucked up, but, you know, infinitely worse than wasting somebody's money. You wasted somebody's time, like a, a hot minute. You know what I mean? Like however however long they had you know invested into that grow, um, you know, you, you fucked them out of that, and um, that's that's probably the saddest part. And if they were doing it in a uh, in an illegal environment, they were they were putting their fucking ass on the line, you know, for that shit too. So to me, like, yeah, <laughs> that's that's you know all types of fucked up. For me, uh, you know, I've always been a huge advocate for uh, what a seed costs. You know, I've been on both sides of it. I uh, actually repped for Subcool for quite a few years. I bought seeds. You know, I bitched about the price of seeds at one point. But when I, after, you know, I, I started repping this up and talking with him quite a bit, I started really realizing the time, the, the time, the work that went into uh, creating a new strain and then hoping, you know what I mean? Right. Hoping that it's going to be something <laughs> that takes off everybody likes and then trying to market the strain to where, you know, it gets out there to where other people fucking know it. Well, that's, that's a huge amount of time for testing and everything else. And like you said, a lot of these guys today aren't testing shit. They're fucking, they're accidentally accidental breeders. And then asking for the same amount of retail price that somebody like yourself would put forth. I don't think that's fair. You know, yeah. I've kind of been falling since I've been doing this for like uh, packs that at least, you know, tell us what where where they're at in the strain. Are these F1s, F2s, you know what I mean? How what's well, how long have you been working this? You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's it's really weird because it's like some guys that were just going to chuck hype to hype in a tent you know, ask, you know, $300 or 400 like these crazy prices for a pack. Um, and then you got a guy that's, um, and it, it, this is a, a totally, 
totally weird, uh, weird thing. But a guy that would pay, you know, four or five hundred bucks for this is hype, type hype, chucked together in a tent, not fucking tested. And here, take my money. But then, like, <clears throat> he'll go to the next guy and be like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, like, really pick your shit apart. And, you know, you got this $100 pack. Got just paid $500 for fucking 10 seed. You're asking 100 bucks for 13 seed. Um, where you got, you know, a couple years, maybe even more. You know, maybe you got a couple years just on the mail that you did before you even made the, the F1 with it and then running it through the ringer and testing. So let's say you got three years into something, all the overhead, like actually having a warehouse, not a, not a tent, but like a, a big-ass fucking warehouse, <laughs> and you're actually doing the work. Um, and like how they would how they would come at you versus just, you know, it just, I don't know, blew my, blew my fucking mind. But... Um, and some people I would see like, oh man, I'll i just give seeds away. I'm like, yeah, fucking great. If you're gonna fucking chuck shit together in your closet, like you got no money in it, and that's what you want to do, knock your fucking self out. But you know, if you really want to fucking put the work into it and you're willing to fucking put years into it and you know, pay three thousand dollars or five thousand dollars a month on these uh the warehouse and you know, fifteen hundred dollar a month power bill and everything else. And you you want to piss the money out there like that and just give it away? Hey, fucking do it. But no, nobody's gonna fucking do it like that. So when you know at the end of it, when I had like a hundred dollar pack of seeds and it's all said and done, I actually calculated it out after all the overhead, after everything was said and done, and I looked at it and I was like, all right, let me calculate what my time is worth. It's like you know anywhere from like. Ten dollars to twelve dollars an hour. Yeah, I used to make five hundred plus dollars an hour as an instrumentation electrical technician. So like, um, it wasn't necessarily you know like that about the about the money. And uh, it's not saying that you can't like really go super super hard and maybe make it a little bit better. But um, you know, at the end of the day, it it, it wasn't all you know just just about the money. It was stuff that I wanted to see done, something that I wanted to do, and um, you know, just kind of, kind of did it out of that first and foremost. You know, um, as more work came on, um, using that, you know, using that facility, if I could get, you know, a few projects out during a year, hey man, maybe, maybe I might have got myself up to the closer to a thirty dollar an hour range, you know. But this whole like oh yeah you must have been like a fucking millionaire or something like that's fucking it's hilarious <laughs> so when in your opinion when should a strain be released at what phase should a strain be released we were talking about this a little bit the other night and surprisingly i did a poll during the show uh what what would you prefer to buy you know what i mean that's what i asked f1s f2s you want f4s uh ib you know ibls uh what, what do you want and f f1s of 
across the board, 54%. Fucking, that's what they wanted. And that surprised me. That that really surprised me because the question (laughs) was basically, you know, uh, how much you pay or what, you know, what do you want when I, when you pull the money out of your pocket? And my, my response to that is, was I want something along the lines of like an F4. I want exactly what the breeder, you know what I mean? I want what he's seen. I want his vision, what he wanted, you know, this is what I want. This is what I want to be remembered by. I don't want to necessarily do the hunt. I want, I want the picture. You know what I mean? That's what that yeah. was my answer to that. Yeah, and I think, um, because like you know, I've I've had that that talk in the past too. Um, it just depends one on the on the end user, like what what are they looking to do? But on my end, um, where I'm looking to say, okay, I'm good with it right here is when I can say like my, the, the goal I had in mind ha- has been met, you know? Um, now in the case of name, whatever, whatever, um, point only that you're talking about, or maybe it's just something, you know, that I worked on and it was a phenotype and a F1, we got out something you might've smoked and like, yeah, I want exactly that. Um, in that case, yeah, making an IBL or at minimum, you know, I don't know, an F4 and F5, you know, you know, putting putting some uh, putting some extra work in there to really really tighten up that uh, that selection for you. Um, yeah, you know that of course that's that's what you want and that's what I want too because if I'm gonna say, yeah, here here's something, this one phenotype that I, I really needed to work when you when you pop that pack i want to make sure like not only are you going to find it i want you to have a few that you should (laughs) that you should really have to pick between you know where it's very 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 little little um instant you know little little difference you know so um yeah so to hit that goal though you know it's gonna it's gonna take some work um if you're talking like a particular terpene profile where we're just like varying a um, little bit in the, in the structural structural side of things. Um, if you can pull it off in an F1, you know, and you, you, you hit that goal, um, you know, I say, yeah, you're, you're good. So like if you've met the goal for yourself and furthermore, if you're honest with <clears throat> um, the people who are going to be, be growing these things, as uh, long as they know what what they're in for, you know. So if they know they're in for this, you know, about you know five five phenos, you know, and like be honest, like it's it's five, you know. You got you know say in an F one generation, you got one that leans toward you know dad side of things, one that's leaning toward mom side of things, and then you got three that are a mix of the two, but one leans a little heavier on one side, one leans a little heavier on the other, and one's more of a dead middle mix. Some people would say three phenotypes, but you can really break it down and say, uh, you know, for real, it's about five, you know. But if people know that they're able to, you know, kind of pick and choose, like you said, some people, well, you know, like you're just saying out of your your car, uh, audience there, 50-something percent say, 
yeah, they're down for the hunt. And I think a lot of that too is like people like to have their own unique thing. You know, they like to have, you know, because at the end of the day, we all got our own, our own likes, our own dislikes. And what might be really cool for me, you might not, you might not dig it at all. So people like, they like that too. Same like when people offer the F2s, like, um, I know people are always, oh man, fuck, you know, it's fucking, it's fucking cash grab or whatever. Yeah, but like if you're honest with it, it's like here's the F2 generation. You know, you're going to see every color under the rainbow in these F2s. And you know that, man, that, that's, that's something that people really, really go after. You know, there's, there's a whole crowd of people that really, really would like to, you know, have access to that. A lot of guys I know that are uh, in the breeding game, they, they won't let those F2s out for shit. <laughs> you know, they're not, nobody's going to see those. So um, there's people that seek the F2s out a lot. Or they get the F1 and they make their own F2s, and then they really hunt it out from there. Um, so yeah, I think just what the what the end goal is for like you as a as a as a consumer, if me and you want that 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 thing that it's unobtainium as far as a clone, but we can get a seed line that's been worked on that clone to say F4, F5, maybe you know, cubed, you know, back crossed and then worked F5 on one side and recombined, you know, we stand a pretty good chance of, uh, you know, nailing it dead on the money. We'll be after that on the same note. I might say, yeah, let's, you know, live adventurously on these other ones here, you know, but once again, time and the work, you know, the price is going to reflect that as well, you know, so shit, man, people, and you realize, like back in the day, you know, some of the stuff out of the old Sensi catalog and the seed bank shit, it costs as much as the packs do now. You know, as in fucking late 80s and the 90s and shit, you know. So, you know, the work and all that shit, it should definitely reflect, you know, in the, uh, in the price of it as well. I think the price, though, back then, until today was fucking 100 risk and oh, yeah. i don't know i get what you're saying you know and i'm that type of person too i don't i'm very on the record is of saying is i hate having you know what everybody else has i don't want that fucking hype you know i do want something different but as somebody like say in a different way, I'm not a breeder, but uh, I do construction. I build things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I want my when I build something, I want it to be you know stand for its merit. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily want that sway. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know I don't know. That's that that's the bummer about that. You know. Uh, I, I look for things in the new, you know what I mean? Not necessarily in the variance. Because yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's, I'm weird about that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what have been some of your favorites that you've worked with so far? <clears throat> well, like as far as like my own uh, my own projects or like uh, genetics uh, in those projects. 
Well, we got time, either or, both. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <clears throat> um, well, um, there's there's so many. Um, one of my favorite, um, like uh, along the lines of like fruity stuff, uh, the sangria punch. That one, uh, that one I really fucking like. Like I'm looking forward. Like I, I got some like squirreled away in the stash here. I'm growing some of that the second I'm fucking able to. Fucking monitor off my fucking leg. But um, I mean, dead on the money. Sangria fucking punch. Like on the on the nose, tastes like it smells. Big fat resin glands on it that it washes. Fucking amazing. Um, Turks don't they don't get all fucked up by the water um so it just makes makes great bubble makes great sieve fucking rosin's amazing um and got a hell of fucking punch to play on words i guess to sangria punch but um that one out of all my all my anything that i made on the on the fruity side of things that was uh that was my one right there um the screaming eagle the old lone stars uh killer queen uh cut um true man that was fucking gnarly and that was uh the killer queen that was a uh, Vic Ty's deal back in the day he um it was the um airborne g13 to the uh Cindy 99 and uh his his keeper clone um true man it, it was fucking awesome so being able to work with that because like that was one of my one of my favorite like actual like day-to-day smokes too you know so uh, i really like that one it had like that hawaiian punch and fucking gunpowder terps <laughs> like it, it was fucking gnarly super potent too um so i really was digging that one and then screaming eagle was something that uh that i made separately but it had the uh had the airborne g13 in there as well but it was the 88 g13 hash plant with an afghani for the male and that hit the uh, airborne g13 to make the screaming eagle so it kind of you know it was kind of like a no-brainer just genetically speaking you know it's like given the lineage all these all these different gene pairs and stuff are kind of going to sync up you know what i mean um so said all right you know let's 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 give it a shot you know and see what happens and it, it happened man <laughs> so I, I really 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 like that one that one debuted at 20 was that 2018 yeah 2018 i up had the jars of rosin out and the jars of bud and people were like holy fuck man, that's actually sangria punch what the fuck so uh yeah that i really I really dig that one too. Um, hmm. Let me see here. Screaming Eagle. And you know what? I, you got the Eagle. <laughs> yeah, when I, uh, I'm going to be getting back uh, to work on that. Like before I went away, the idea was I was trying to get that to F3 uh, before I got that one back out there. So I just making more. F1s, you know, 
and it, it goes back to the thing is like there's a phenotype that I really really like. It popped up plenty, you know, amongst the the staff ones, but you know, I wanted to lock that down. Um, so in the F3s, and also wanted to fix some of the stretch uh, that was in that one phenotype too. So uh, Mayhouse, Screaming Eagle, just all around that. That was a fucking awesome one too, especially like just for the effect of it, because I needed like some anti uh, anxiety uh, PTSD meds for myself and my friends and shit. And, that worked out good. We gave a shit ton of that out to other veterans and everything, and you know that that was that was another real 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 cool project. That uh, yeah, I really liked that one, <clears throat> just on so many different levels. Um, there was my local H clone that went on to do the local skunk. Um, that one that was fucking nasty one right there um really really was really proud of that one too um there was another one i did uh called the hoodoo that one turned out fucking outstanding that was with uh the crossroad come from uh skunk va and then um hitting that up with the uh with the dominion so that one sure yeah, that was a fucking fucking knockout too. The Dominion G. That one that was another one that was up there just in the in the punk department. You said there's been a whole lot of them, but those ones always really really come come to mind. Because like as I as I kept going, it was like instead of just getting complacent in one area and just like leaving something be, it was like constantly trying to move forward and move forward you know, and make things better, you know, uh, it's a never, never ending process, uh, always trying to one up yourself, you know, keep raising the bar. That's awesome. Uh, they're asking, can you talk about a little bit more about the local skunk there? Uh, where does number six fall into that? Uh, the skunk line was, uh, was that your the cut for your uh, your skunk was the number six? If I understand that correct. Um, are they talking about like skunk six, like uh, like the mass super skunk uh, skunk six line from from old boy back in the day? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't that line that um, that that was worked into um so the the local h side of it was old as uh you well, said you were around subby a, a bit i'm sure you heard him talk about the cuttlefish hash plant from back in the day that real skunky nasty yeah <laughs> so we had that and i had testers from uh the res dog dude way back in the day when he very first did his uh sour diesel ibl east coast sour diesel ibl and used a male from that hit the cuttlefish and grew some of those out that shit was fucking fucking gnarly <clears throat> and then we hit the uh the original diesel um clone with that male from that and that's uh where the local h came out of that um super like a 
uh, explain it. It's real like sour, but it had like a it had that skunky punk from that cuttlefish um with the sour and everything it was it was real unique you know and it had that good property where on the exhale it just coats your mouth and it, like it stays there for like a hot minute and just super potent <clears throat> not finicky at all it could just take a beating and just grow right through anything yielded fat just all around great um so using that as the clone in the um in the local skunk project was uh yeah fucking whew, it turned out turned out real fucking good because what happened was you ended up with local aged plants with even stronger branching less stretch um like heavier yields and just like a you know you you get those just sour fucking gas you know with the skunk funk all all mixed into one super potent um not not finicky plants at all you know so uh you had some that you know stayed on like the thicker not like rock hard bud you know what i mean but on the thicker heavier end and then others that had more of the the, the spear um more like more along the line of like a sour diesel type type bud structure you know where it dries up like a stale marshmallow versus like a thicker like a hash plant gany type type flathead round round head top bud structure um so you kind of got a little bit of both you know so some of them lean more toward the chemical oil rag uh nastiness and then the other ones like the spear ones typically were the the real sour sour skunky chemical funk you know they were they were fucking great So everybody wants the skunk, 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 skunk. Everybody to this day you hear what happened to skunk. Uh, do you still have the skunk? Is the skunk still available through you? And how close would you say your skunk was to the skunk everybody reminisces about? Well, we had like had like some clones and stuff. Um there was a particular one from Virginia, and it wasn't the number six or any of that, um, from Nelson County. Uh, that was about as skunky as it got. But, it, like, honestly, when I started doing the work, I had brought some to Emerald Cup, and people flip out about it. And, yeah, of course, you know, people flip out about it because, you know, people want that. But I really... <laughs> I really got to see like some really shady shit and just some real, I mean, it just really bummed me out just to see how people were acting. Um, just looking to take something and then just go run amok and try to make a buck on it. Um, there was one guy, I won't even mention his name, but he's like, oh yeah, you know, um, you know, could I get a pack? I'm not going to make it to the show. Um, I'm like, yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, I just really like that in my life. And, I'm, you know, I'm a nice guy, man. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, you know, so I don't just send him that. I send him like fucking a whole, like a whole lineup, a pack of everything, 
right to his crib on the house. You know, I don't want any money, you know, just enjoy. Um, within basically like the way we calculate it, he went from that to, I got a seed company now, I'm going to produce skunk seed. And um, there wasn't even time to grow the females out from the male that he found in that fucking pack of seed. Um, there wasn't even time to finish like actually looking at the females before he had already taken a male, pollinated another female, and then had these seeds ready for sale. And I was like, wow. And I was seeing a lot of other really similar stuff. At the same time, um, the phylos thing was was going on. Um, I was I was kind of a little bit deeper into it, like knowing certain people that were, I guess, kind of in certain circles that, you know, were, you know, letting me know at least. And I kind of already figured it out <clears throat> from the beginning because I'm a little bit of a paranoid guy like that. Um, that shit wasn't wasn't right. And I thought to myself, I'm like, man, it would be a goddamn shame to work all them years, go through all that shit, just to, you know, get ripped off by some fucking pharma company or just some corporate entity like that. I decided until until I can cover my ass, right, and, you know, make sure that I, I don't get ripped off in, in that regard, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go put like an IBL or something like that or something even remote close to that um, out into the world before I would be able to say like I'm not gonna have a, a phylos or a whatever corporate canna do me like that. It just it nah it, it ain't gonna happen, you know. So like no clones are gonna make it out. Uh, no no none of that. So I kind of put that that whole thing on hold, man. And uh, decided to kind of step back and, uh, you know, just kind of see what was going to happen. <clears throat> and uh, I saw I saw a lot of funny, <laughs> a lot of funny shit, you know, before I went away with it. And, um, you know, it still still continues on today. So I just kind of left it at, all right, you know, Kim, Kim and Skunk kind of hybrids where you, you know, you get some skunky Kim blends. And that's that's about as far as. Uh, far as i decided to take it at that point you know yeah it sucks to hear the you down on the philo thing the philo thing was a big fucking kick in the dick to everybody in the cannabis industry especially those who had supplied genetics uh you know, we all wanted the same thing, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed fucking genetics just to be stored, preserved. You know, I see for you breeders an amazing potential and shit like that uh, just for sustainability. No longer do you, do you have fuckers trying to, you know, back-cross your shit and reproduce, your, uh, you know, the strains later in time which I believe just fucks things up. They, yeah, because like, unless you're a, a skilled idea. breeder, you'll never even come close to what what you, as a breeder, had in in intentions and creations and selection, all that. 
Nobody's going to be able to reproduce that. But you, and in my opinion, hopefully you're working out of the same packs. You know what I mean? You're finding yeah. brother and sister from the original packs, and then maybe you might get close. What do you what do you think? Yeah, and like the whole concept of it was like great. Like it's great to be able to like see a gene pool. And it's also great, like <clears throat> if you do put all this time into something, um, it's great to be like, all right, well, this guy can't just take this clone that's got all this blood sweat and tears on it rename it something claim it as his own you know and then and then run with it, it it's great because somebody could be like okay well we sent it to you know whatever company that has this um you know database and it turns out you know that you're you know whatever whatever it's really <laughs> you know this guy's fucking hard work so like it was a great concept and then you could like really get to see because you know back then everybody wanted to know what what really is this what really is that what makes it up um it was great it was just bad that you know there was like a little sinister intention behind it all um but i mean you know in the future uh it, it might come around again where it's it's not that way but that shit left such a bad taste you know and everybody's uh mouth over that you know it, they they kind of they kind of did some some damage you know by doing that but you know it it, it is it is what it is and it's just how it is so um but as far as like you know there's so many people out there that have these these old things and these very unique things that are going to continue to you know do their own work and it, it's not going to you know, make it out to the masses and everything, but I think everybody can still sit back and say, <clears throat> that's good, you know, like, it's not being lost to time, you know, it, it is being preserved, yeah, it might not be, you know, in your, in your grow right now, but at least, you know, you know, like, certain things aren't, aren't being lost, and you got some really good people out there um, who are not only doing that, but they, you know, they're giving these seeds out. Um, they're selling them and everything too. For he said, yeah, a hundred bucks for a pack to me, like that, that's to me, that's a, that's a good bargain, you know. Um, especially, you know, a guy that's going to take some old, you know, NL5 skunk and Williams Wonder and stuff like that and actually work it out to where, you know, people are able to enjoy that again. I think that's fucking awesome. So, like AK Bean Brains, he's, he's, guy that's really doing it up um bob hemphill with uh crickets and cicadas he's another guy that's been uh been doing some stuff that um real old authentic real deal you know like you can you can get these things from these guys and things aren't being lost you know they're they're being put put back out there um so like if you're into that <clears throat> um those are those are definitely two guys that would recommend that you uh that you go see <laughs> you know um you got the real the real mccoy um because you know a lot of the markets that the hype markets or whatever dessert shit is uh you know hot right now uh you know majority a lot of people go that way but you know i got a good feeling like your uh you know your audience and everything they're 
very similar to yourself and myself, you know, like they could really get into some of that. So, uh, you know, make sure, make sure you see people like that and make sure you support people like that too. Cause, um, a lot of people don't know about these people and without people supporting them, then they tend to, you know, they, they, they'll vanish out. And then when everybody's, you know, tired of whatever, you know, is going on this year and they're like, Oh man, whatever happened to this, you know, it's, it's gone, you know, so make sure, make sure you support the people that are out there um, putting in the work. And a lot of times like people don't even know they exist. So, you know, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem, problem telling, telling people, man, you know, there's, there's some good people out there that you should definitely, definitely seek out, you know. I agree. I've met a lot of them last. Well, this I'm coming up on in March. March 25th will be my second year of doing this this thing here. And man, I've met so many great people the last uh, couple of years. Readers I never even knew about, about that had been putting in the work. Uh, like great folks like you're talking about there. And it's been nice to, you know, hear their story and you know make sure that that's kind of what you know i'd like about doing this is hearing these stories and you know making sure that it's that that shit's documented you know what i mean yeah. the, the proper stories are being documented from the models that lived lived it you know what i mean and yeah that's right yeah that's awesome <clears throat> people like yourself that are taking the time to put the world work in proper yeah and a lot of the guys you've never heard of are some of the best the best guys doing it, you know. Um, but yeah, that that's cool. Like I said, you're getting uh, people like that that you're getting their name out there. And um, for us that are that are growing it, um, <laughs> that's a, that's a real that's a big come up for a guy like you. Um, you know, you kind of introduce that you know to to people that are like minded into the same stuff um you know it, it, it's it's a real it's a real cool thing and so well, yeah, it's very it's reciprocal and big circle of life you know all that is good stuff <laughs> so on on the stuff that you're created uh what's available or what will could be available in the future uh well is is it you know since uh the trouble has all been lost are you starting a new uh what what does uh future hold friends good friends <laughs> holding holding hopefully holding some uh, good stuff yeah dude let's say well first radio that's for sure like in, uh, yeah when you live that lifestyle man you gotta make the, the right preparations for uh some doomsday action you know so um yeah so i've always been one to you know keep things with uh, not just one person either like spread it out amongst a few people so if something happens to you know you, you got redundancy in it so yeah yeah i got you know all my clones backed up old seed stock backed up um so yeah there's there's going to be like new new projects and everything too um there were some that were <clears throat> right on the cusp of in their last step, the last phase um, that I, I didn't get a chance to complete that last step before I had to go away. So 
I'm going to jump right into those, get those last steps done, and uh, get those run through testing and everything. Those would be the first things. And then also while I'm doing that, I want to be starting on to some, uh, some new things where I might have been one step into it or two steps into it. And, you know, there might be two or three more steps to go. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of new things coming. Um, the way I do things, I, shit, man, I ain't even going to talk about any of it. Like, like when I put a picture up, like I've already, <laughs> normally it's already been grown, tested. I'm just doing it again for photos and some bud. So that way at a show, I'm going to have some fresh bud to have in the jar on the table so people can actually, you know, see it, smell it uh you know smoke it allegedly when i forget to grab the bug back from the guy and tell him to go to the parking lot uh that type of shit so um so we got all that going on but i did have a, a nice stash of beans um of what i had um that was already available that i had stashed out with a friend so when i got out um i'd be able to get those back so good news for everybody and i guess cool thing is that your audience is going to be the ones uh the ones hearing it first so i got a i got a pretty good uh good variety um eight varieties um that i'm gonna put out there it's gonna take me mm, it's gonna be a week or two before they go go up or whatever but i did uh i did have the doomsday vault ready to ready to rock and roll so um yeah man there's gonna be some cool shit that'd be like some burnout um some hoodoo uh, some skunk band b2 um you know well, a lot of other a lot of other cool shit that's awesome that's good to hear man that's awesome to hear because i man when you went away i that was that's one of the things i don't know you know if you realize that the weight in the cannabis history of what you know it was it one of them things that kind of i don't know you know i understand it it sucked but did you realize hey man i you know i understood i was pretty well known in the game but <laughs> you know they fucking give a shit, man. I'm a little, I'm a little bigger in this motherfucker than I thought, man. Because it really shook the industry. You know what I mean? We, we were worried about you, brother. Uh, yeah, you was, and uh, the strains, of course. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, uh, it was crazy because, like, I knew, like, you know, like people, people knew knew my work and stuff like that, and. Um, <clears throat> the the majority of uh you know people that that i that I dealt with you know on ig or at shows mostly like blue collar dudes um some real uh real crunchy uh you know kind of heady heady type type cats too you know and it was like a kind of mix of the two um but like i had no idea yeah how many people like and then i guess like when it really come come to it um yeah people telling me it's like man dude people are just come out the woodwork and they're like yeah you know you took the time to teach them how to grow weed or <clears throat> you you know you gave them a bunch of seeds or 
you know, you help raise raise a bunch of money when their when their house burnt down a wildfire, or you know, you did this, you did that, and I didn't really think about all that. I was like, oh fuck, man, fucking people coming out of the woodwork. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, because like when I'm helping people out, I'm not thinking like, oh yeah, well, you know, on the back end, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not thinking like I just like I like to help people and shit, and you know, I like to help people grow or like people are you know on some hard times and shit i know all about that so you know i I don't like to see people suffering and shit you know good people you know down down and out so and when it you know when i was you know down and out (laughs) you know um yeah they they just come they come out man and uh, i had i had no idea like so many people and it was just uh (laughs) It's mind blowing, man. It's really mind blowing. So, um, yeah, I can't thank those people enough. Like, uh, just really amazing, amazing thing. All that love. So, um, I can't, uh, can't even. That's fuck, man. So can't even put it in in the words. But yeah, I, I had no idea, man. And other people were telling me too, like, you know, a bunch of people that like had your gear like a lot of people grew it before a lot of people just would buy it and just sit on it or you know they had a friend with some and people really got to grow in it like it you know more so once i was away and when people were coming back to each other like holy fuck the shit's the fucking truth man that's when i guess people really were seeking all the stuff out um but by that point it was gone because like i didn't do like like DNA and some other companies, you know, where they make a, they make a fuck ton of seed because there's such a big demand for it. And that like, they'll sell it, you know? Um, so I had like a roundabout idea, like how many packs, cause you know, I kind of dealt with these people in and out on a day by day basis. So I had a pretty good feel. So I, I, I just make just enough packs to where I felt like, Hey, you know, this is enough for, for the crew and uh i'm I'm good with that you know so um yeah man it wasn't there to be had <laughs> by the time you know the, the, the word really spread i guess so, so it but yeah it's just been fucking mind-blowing man <laughs> i mean if, if i were to put myself in your shoes and i fucking somebody showed me uh, a free dude diamond t-shirt I'd be, you know that's, that's one of the things you're like damn man fuck it it's one you know i get a little bit of something else. that shit would have teared me up yeah <laughs> you know what i mean that would have been like no shit that shit kind of sometimes man even after the trouble especially after i guess especially after the trouble you know what I mean? You fucking question humanity. You know what I mean? People shitting on people and fucking people stabbing people in the back. You kind of like, you know what? Fuck people. And then you turn around and you get in that situation. And then you see a free dude diamond t-shirt and you go, well, maybe, maybe fucking there are some good motherfuckers out there still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's the one thing I could definitely say about being locked up <clears throat> when i went down the first time it was back in 07 um people that i thought 
would definitely be there right now and that's the thing right it's like my best fucking friends the cat fucking ratting on me first off and then other people that you think you know are gonna have you back they're not right because you know the fair weather friend thing we were talking about it's like all right the good times are gone money's gone he's gone whatever they're gone right and then you got other ones you know they're just turn into a fucking cocksucker um you're you're gonna have that but and and then and just the same as there is now you're gonna get to see who's really fucking down right and when you get to see who's really fucking down and who like really has your back that is fucking priceless dude fucking priceless like you know, and God forbid, I don't want anybody to get fucking locked up, but that's the one fucking great thing, because you can always say, like, I wonder if, man, I don't need to wonder if I fucking know these motherfuckers had my back, and that was then. <laughs> fucking fast forward. Yeah, you know what? I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, there's a couple cocksuckers in the fucking mix on this last bit, but my God, dude. The amount of fucking people to fucking stay behind you. Uh, all the love, all the just the, the, the good words and, and just everything else. And anytime any bullshit comes up there, they're fucking up in up in arms like, you know, nah, you you're full of fucking shit. Like, you know, you're talking out the side of your neck, you know, talking to my guy all wrong, you know, stab me in the face with a side and I am, you know, that type of shit. Fucking love that shit. And dude, <laughs> solid fucking gold, and just a amazing, amazing thing. Yeah, it sucks. Like, you know, you, you really have to go through through some shit like that to really truly see that. But man, like, just just fucking awesome. So that's like the the good thing that uh, that you can take take out of something like that is that you know that you really got some really, really, really fucking good, really solid people. And even before that, though, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, I'm I'm not that uh, super optimistic. The world's all, uh, you know, sunshine and fucking rainbows. I know it's not. The world's a fucked up place, man. It really is full of fucked up people and stuff. But being more on the smaller side of things, it 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 gave me time to really get to know who 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 was you know the the grower on the other end <clears throat> which led to a lot of you know good acquaintances and, and and friendships and stuff like that i get to see these people at shows and like actually like talk to them and stuff you know I, i'd see them outside of shows just be like all right you know you guys come meet me in like a random fucking alleyway or fucking parking lot or something and you know shoot the shit real quick and stuff like that like i got to actually know the, the people I was dealing with and I knew like right then and there like yeah there's a lot of fucked up people out there a lot of really shitty people but you know what there's a lot of really awesome people out there too and um you know like since I've been out the COVID thing everybody's been locked down in the house and everything and people are kind of at each other's necks a little bit you know and for anybody that's never been to prison that's that's kind of uh that's kind of what happens when you, when you're locked in rooms and uh 
you getting a lot of controls put on you and shit like that. Uh, stress runs high, and people tend to, to tend to get a little irritable toward each other. But um, you know, I think once we're able to like finally like really get back out there, dealing with each other again, um, yeah, you know, it, it's not that bad of a place, man. It's kind of what we uh, what we make it, who we surround you know ourselves with. Um, I think you know good people are going to attract good people. You know, and when you go to these, uh, you go to these shows and everything, and everybody's together, you you really get to see like there's a lot of us, man, and that's a that's a force to be uh force to be reckoned with, man. So, but yeah, just just awesome, awesome all the way around to see. It's good to be free, but just great to know like you know, I got you know, a fucking small army of fucking really awesome people in my fucking corner, man. That's a great fucking feeling. So, do you have a story or a, a memorable moment, uh, I guess, and how one of the strains you've created has, uh, you know, impacted you or a memorable moment, say, maybe uh, it won a cup around the world, or is it just as simple as a story? I mean, cannabis is a weird thing nowadays, especially with the legality of it. The medical aspects of it. I know my journey with it has changed uh, fucking incredibly. You know what I mean? I'm not afraid to sh- say that when I hustled it back in the day, it was the same thing as everybody else. I've done it as far as fucking grade school. I was a kid at the bus stop selling three for five. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was later in high school. I figured out three quarters got me a free quarter enough of those i was ahead of the game you know what i mean it, then you know as far as legality i've seen it you know change you know it changed me you know watching seeing how it affected people but is that you know do you have one of these stories where it's you know you've actually met somebody and that's the case you know you're one of your strains i can't get through the day without it you know do what tell me some of your memorable moments with uh some of your strengths you have some memorable stories man sure um i do um i guess the one of them like as you mentioned like uh like a like a cup win uh lovely pdx uh he took the fucking imperial eagle and he won a cup with that he beat out cookies and a whole bunch of other shit and uh fucking crushed it on that that was the romulan screaming eagle it was the imperial eagle that was that was cool um and i was in uh i was in fucking county jail fucking lock up uh when i when i heard it too so i was like that's fucking awesome um that was pretty cool um far as like a good hustle story um i made i made some seed I just happened to have them in my in my book bag because like I was I was at the shop, was doing some work. I just happened to have them in my book bag because the show I'm going to is like not far away from the shop, and it was like right around the corner from this house I had at the moment. And um, this dude comes up at the show, and it's not like this isn't like um like a real show show. This is like behind a uh 
behind a glass shop, um, um, hydro shop in Longmont, Colorado, kind of like in a parking lot alleyway. And um, <laughs> it's not exactly legit or anything, but we're like, fuck it. We, you know, we do it anyway. And big shout out to fucking Robbie, fucking nerds genetics. <laughs> He's another guy. Y'all should uh, give him a follow. Check him out. Fucking awesome dude. Um. Anyhow, so we're like doing our thing there. <clears throat> this dude comes up, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I like everything you got." Um. He's like, "What do you got? You got anything different?" And I was like, oh, "I mean, all this shit's different, man." I was like, "You just looked at all the bud, and he smoked some, and everything." Uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I need something unique, man. He's like, look, he's like, I fucking got fucking hardly any money. He's like, I got a spot for the grow. Um, I'm living in the grow. And like my heart's going out to this guy because I've been living in, in a grow for a while too. Like I had an air mattress, you know, everything fucking behind. And that's that's a whole nother whole nother thing, fucking of like what it takes to like accomplish goals or whatever. So but I'm like, all right, I feel you, dude. It's so start. hard to sleep through the lights, man. It's a sleep, it but it ain't, it ain't darkness sleep, bro. It ain't, man. It ain't. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really feeling where this guy's coming from. So I was like, all right, you left your home state, too, with just enough to get by on. You're living in your grow. You're not eating, right? You know, you're every two or three days you eat. Uh, I can totally relate to what's going on. He's like, I need something different in the market that can maybe, you know, like a heavy yielder that's something totally different. And I was like, you know what? Something's telling me right now that I need to give you some of these. So I was like, look, I'm going to give you these, right? Don't you tell a fucking soul, right? Don't you fucking tell nobody I gave you this shit because people start finding out like I'm a fucking nice guy. They're going to start fucking pressing me, right? And they're going to fucking be asking me for shit. And and I don't need that type of shit in my life, man. So he's like, yeah, 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 man. I'm, I'm not going to fucking tell nobody. I was like, tell everybody I'm a dickhead, all right? And fucking don't mention this. I was like, here, take these. So I give him like, I think it was like 20 seed. And he's like, look, you know, I got some money. I was like, nah, don't, nah, fuck your money, dude. Just take them, do something good with it. And when you, and when you, when you are doing good, man, like pay it forward, you know, help somebody else out or whatever. So, uh, I guess, uh, maybe a year goes by and I get an Instagram message. This guy, you know, he, he made his IG up and everything. And he's like, dude, I fucking trapped the fuck out of that shit, man. Here's the plant that I ended up keeping. He's like, yield's fucking huge. He's like, it's just fucking insane. People can't get enough of it. And I'm like, all right, fucking right on. He's like, so now he's like, Here's my warehouse. And I was like, holy, oh, all right, you did it like that. Cool. So now he's got this fucking warehouse. And he's like, all right, how would you set it up? So I'm like, fuck it. You know, do it like this, like this. I help him, you know, just telling him, you know, you know, how to set it up. I don't hear nothing from him for about six months. And he's like, dude, it fucking rocked out. Here's my fucking extraction lab. I'm opening up now. And this dude fucking crushes it. 
ends up uh, doing a, a medical thing. He's given like all this free fucking extract and weed out to all these patients because he knew like that was my jam too. Is like hooking up sick people for free. Like don't take their money. He's doing that. Now he's all fucking legit. He's badged up. He's fucking fucking out there just crushing it, man. Um, and he all did it off of the fucking pack of seeds that I give him in a fucking alleyway at a fucking bootleg show. <laughs> that was a cool one. That is a fucking awesome story. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I just fucking squirrel at first and for Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. That's, you know, that's awesome because that's, you know, we talk random. I end every show over here, random acts of kindness. You know, everybody needs to pick me up for once in a while. You never know when that small thing you do for somebody is going to have an impact exactly. or and give them a second chance, really. Everybody gets yeah, a fucking second chance, in my opinion. Yeah, because, like, literally, maybe, <clears throat> I don't know, a few months prior to that, I was, I was, had made my way up to uh, having a warehouse, and I was sleeping on an air fucking mattress, you know, up in, up in the grow, and, um, and I had been doing that, you know, for, for a hot fucking minute, so, um, yeah, I, I know what it's like to, like, all right, what am I going to do? Am I going to, like, you know, get some shit so I can uh, feed these plants? Or do I eat once a day, you know? It's like, well, I guess I'll eat every three days, right? Um, maybe get some ramen fucking noodles or something to sustain myself, uh, you know, daily. Um, you know, maybe a pack of ramen a day, and then uh, on every third day, maybe something with some sustenance. So that way I can get this big sack of, uh, you know, Indonesian backbone, mix some tea with, you know, like, you know, really having to make a call like that. Um, like, I mean, it's just, you know, a lot of sacrifice and shit. That's the thing. It's like, if you want to do it, you know, you got to gotta be ready to, to make those sacrifices. Like that shit don't come easy unless like you just got a shit ton of money or whatever and you're able to roll like that and hey that's that's cool too but um you know most dudes like me and you and i'm sure plenty of other people that's the thing is like you know if you really want to do it like how bad do you want it <laughs> you know you got to make it make it fucking happen that's to mean it's a lot of things you know driving all over the country crossing state lines with fucking Little little plants with no roots on them, right? You know, little clones or snips or whatever, and fucking making making shit fucking happen. Being a gypsy, going from one spot to the next, and keeping things alive on the journey, and finally getting to where you're needing to go. You know, said taking a lot of risk, and hopefully reaping a little bit of reward, and you know, making the situation a little bit better each time, so you finally to that point where it's like all right now i can eat more than once a day you know especially more than once every three days plants are happy you're happy you're healthy you can you can start living normally you know maybe in a house now um yeah 
Yeah, it's 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 quite quite the fucking journey, man. It is, man. It's fucking. It's funny that. <laughs> All right. Well, it's funny you say a lot of these things because uh, I've actually echoed a lot of that shit this last year. It's been a tuck and roll. It's been a tuck and roll year for me, and my friend yeah. as well. But uh, <laughs> uh, before I get this out of here, I, I don't want to lose this. Uh, in chat, I, I don't know if you want to say or whatever, but they, they want to know, I'm curious, what was the strain? Well, we call it, I, I won't go into the what the what the lineage of it is, but we just call it pineapple skunk. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's crazy to hear that, but yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's been a tough roll year. I, I I know I can relate to everything you said from the air mattress, all that shit, and it kind of leads me to uh, some questions I had about organics. Uh actually, soil saved my growth this year. It was one of those, you know, I can relate. I'm so glad because I was coming out of cocoa, you know, this time last year, I would have been in chunky cocoa growth and I swapped yeah. over to soil and, uh, man, I had never been so happy to be in soil as this last year, how forgiving it was. <laughs> Water, you know, there's tons, tons of good things I can say about uh, switching to soil this last year but uh you believe that uh organics plays a key role in uh in breeding and how big of a role uh you think <clears throat> the organics at one point i've heard you use uh fermented fruit juices i'd like to hear your thoughts on uh shit like that too uh, yeah man. but shoot so um i think i want to make sure word this right because uh you know it's it's a the word uh weird world out there people take stuff out of context and get all weird about it um so i guess um huh i guess i feel like whether when we're talking about to the actual part of pollinating, making seeds, right? Um, I want my plants, of course, like anybody, I want them as happy as possible, as healthy as possible, and furthermore, able to hit their genetic potential. All right. Now, leading up to that point, I feel like if you're, if you're breeding and, and you're making selection, if you're not hitting the genetic potential of, of your grow to make these selections, then your selections are kind of going to be a little skewed, right? So <clears throat> now it's not to say that there aren't people growing in soil that fuck up, you know, or, you know, drain the waste fucking emitters, running salts or, or, or cocoa or, or anything for that matter. But um i've grown about every every way you can think of um 
and at the end of it my my quality is always gonna gonna surpass doing it in organics versus anything else um and at, at the end of it when it comes to my selections for breeding that that's what i'm looking for you know it's it's the quality quality of you know these resin glands the quality of you know the, the terpene profile the potency you know all, all these things so to me i personally i i feel that um if i'm able to hit those marks you know doing it that way that's going to lead me to make better selections and a better better quality end goal at, you know at the at the end of it um versus say synthetics where you you might not get the the full uh full profile like you like you normally uh you might see in organics you know so that's my my thoughts on the organics uh and breeding you know i just i just that's just my preferred method anyway I have to agree 100% about uh, bringing the plant to its potential, fullest potential with organics uh, during the female selection there, uh, 100%. Uh, so is there any, do you see any differences in say uh, seed size or production as far as running organics versus uh, other methods? <clears throat> um so i have a friend who's also a uh he's also a breeder he does this thing uh does a modified lucas formula um you know he, he does this thing whatever um i seed quality and everything like the actual the seed itself as far as like germination um seed size all, all these good things um they're they're right on point with each other um same you know, rules of thumb apply you know the the quantity of uh seeds per you know size of said plant you know given that you're you know your pollen's hitting it at a at a certain time like it's i guess you call it the the peak uh the peak time because uh, there's like a little window that you can hit where you're you're gonna get a lot a lot more seed and a lot more <clears throat> I guess I should say a lot more viable seed. You go too late, you end up with a lot of immature dud white seeds and everything in the mix. Uh, you go too early, um, you don't get as many. Um, so there's a there's a little sweet spot, you know. What I mean, so if you're hitting the sweet spot and everything, you're you're still ending up with the with the same same amount um without some type of like scientific backing i guess i can't say that you know seed produced that way is gonna differ from the seed that I, that i would produce but you know um I, i'm better safe than sorry kind of guy like um i i feel like it's you know the way i'm doing it it's, it's not gonna not hurting anything producing them that way 
that's for sure. So like I said, from selections to testing to, you know, actually making making seed. Um yeah, I'm more my way. And there's like um there's a a, a crucial element um to like when you're actually producing seed that I, I know a lot of guys they they overlook it or they just don't know about it. Uh boron. Boron's huge, fucking huge. Um with uh when you're when you're making seed. So um that's something that I make sure that I'm I'm supplementing. Um I do I do a few other things a little bit a little bit different um when I'm feeding um plants that are that are pregnant, if you will, you know, uh, seed bearing plants. So um you know, I, I'm at the end of the day, like people are really happy that the, the beans always sprout. A lot of times people are real blown away, like how quickly they germinate, how quickly they blast through the soil or the medium, wherever they're growing it. So they're, you know, it's obviously doing, doing something right. <laughs> right. So may I ask what, in, when, when do you suggest your sweet spot? Is it uh, uh, cultivar it's gonna dependent? Change. Yeah, or is it just it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's definitely definitely gonna uh, definitely gonna depend on uh, what you're what you're growing. Um, is the bud set? You know, like uh, the, from the time you start flowering to the time you're starting to see flowers, and the time that they're sizable versus the time that, that plant's kind of finish doing doing what she's doing um that's going to differ between you know cultivar to cultivar so every everyone's got its little little sweet spot you know we were uh i mean i have i have no expectations to do any breeding at the moment but we're putting together uh like a, a memorial strain for uh, somebody we got to know here along the lines of the show here, another fellow wheat nerd. Uh, man, sub, sub touched a lot of lives, man, my included. And it's been an honor to, you know, uh, get to know a lot of weed nerds over the years. And we met one over the last two years and he ended up coming on the show and uh, got to know him. He started hanging out in a past uh this well last december not this last last december but december before that he passed and uh along the lines we decided well we'd do something for him kind of remembering so we've kind of decided to uh put together a strain and pass it out and to the community to anybody that wanted to remember him so we've been discussing uh our breeding project on air. This is All one right. of the things we were discussing the other night. Uh, well, when we should what, introduce let me, the uh, male. Let me let me contribute. Let me contribute to your uh, to your uh, to your project, Eric, because that's a that's a damn uh, that's a damn cool thing to do for somebody. So uh, <clears throat> the female that you're gonna use uh, at what what point would you say like you're normally chopping at how many days of flower you feel well 
that's the thing here. We have we're doing it both ways, I guess. So um, Smiley's like uh, uh, Smiley's Gardens is huge around here. She's super smart grower, and I respect everything he's doing. And he's, you know, been huge on the channel as well. He does once a month. And they, he, it's funny we talk about this because uh, he does a once a month show, uh, the Organics Takeover. And earlier he said maybe we could get do fingers crossed for the Organics Takeover. But he's, so he's the other half of this project. So another another weed nerd, uh, Miranda Family Farms, sent us the two strains. This is how it all worked out. I know this is, I'm, I'm taking the long way around your question here, brother. So uh, he is, we took his two favorite strains that we learned he liked, and they happened to be TGA strains. Uh, right. One was the Jack Skellington, and the other one was North Stars. Uh, Columbia. Uh, Miranda Family Farm sent them to me, and I grew out half. I grew out the Columbium. Smiley grew out Jack Skellington. And so he phenoed, hunted a male and a female. I hunted, you know, obviously a male and female out of mine. And so my, my female went to him. He's going to take his Jack male and pollinate, you know, my girl and I took his Jack Skellington. So there's a little bit of variance there. Uh, mine, I went 88 days. My, my girl that I chose was, but I like to go heavy. I like to see her right now, you know, take her oh. the whole mile. 88 days. All right. All right. So in 88 days. And I, I'm assuming that's the, the Chilumbian there that you're talking about, yeah? Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that by day 28, you got some pretty nice little little cotton balls everywhere, don't you? Yeah, well, yeah. All right. So I'm going to say your sweet spot is going to be between like 28 days to 30 we'll say 35 so during during that period if you're if you're hitting her with pollen you're you're gonna you're gonna end up doing doing pretty pretty fat you ought to see it. so you shouldn't have a problem um having plenty of them plenty of them to go around to everybody now the trick is we got that part now we got our mail, right? So Jack Skellington, I'm going to go ahead and say, if you really, really want to like, really fucking make this thing, knock it out of the park, take a clone of that mail and go ahead and uh, put it in flour, like, you know, root it up in a little one gallon or whatever and time it, like find out about when it's like really clustered up and when it she's or when he's getting ready to fucking dump. Um Jack Skellington, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna say he's probably gonna be around 28 days before he's really like you're gonna see some shit open up before then. But 28 days, I'm guessing 
he, he's really gonna be tapping with a bamboo stick. He's a fucking burst ball, pollen everywhere. So with 28 days, and we want to hit our female. You know, what we're gonna want to do is, um, I'd say you could probably put them in in the flower about the same time. Maybe give maybe give the male days jump start um in the case of where the male's gonna be like a little bit quicker you know you want to give that male a little bit more of a jump start like maybe give them a week ahead of time so by the time um the females you know getting ready you know the male's already already there and then you can move them in tap them with the bamboo stake or whatever maybe you like to do like uh sub used to do pick it up shake that motherfucker walking around the room um you know however however you want to do it man but that's that's the whole key is uh you know time in that male sweet spot to that that female sweet spot you know and it might in that case you probably put them in together in other cases you know you might have to give the male a jump start or in some case you might have to give the, the females a jump start you know and that's that's the trick right there Well, that's see what we were kind of kicking around is uh, in my case, it's like limited time. So I obviously want maximum seed as well. So would we kind of be better off with, uh, I guess, more space, smaller females? And many more of them versus uh, like trying to go bigger. And uh, well, we're kind of, <clears throat> how do I say this correctly? We're trying to judge the male for maximal, basically. We were thinking, you know, throwing them in a little bit later <laughs> would provide more seed, but it might have to go longer. But if we threw them in earlier, we'd get less seed, but healthier seed. But if we did that, could we, you know, compensate? by you know more more females more surface area that way versus more blood sites or you know uh, bracts uh, yeah uh, if you're talking like um <clears throat> especially like letting it go into like that 12 week uh time frame and like she's still doing good ripening up and everything at 12 weeks Oh man, you there's way more than enough time for everything to uh come to fruition. You you shouldn't have any any duds. Um you can I mean you could make some pretty big plants and pollinate them. <clears throat> um they'll they'll come out great. Um but honestly, like if you do like smaller smaller plants and like by smaller i mean like um you know belly button high maybe you know chest high something like that something you can reach your arms around <clears throat> you know that's a that's a perfectly good size plant and do it like you wouldn't you know flowering uh strip the, the lower shit off um not not all of it but you know like anything real you know, that would be kind of larfy at the end, flower-wise. Um, that way it's putting all energy into into good stuff. 
you're going to end up with a lot of seed, man. I mean, a, a lot. So a plant that size, I mean, you know, you, you could potentially have shit, man. 10,000 good, viable, perfect little seeds on one plant like that, you know? So, um, yeah, you know, it just depends, uh, depends how many, uh, how many people you're hooking up. <laughs> well, I've learned, uh, again, no, no expectations to being a breeder, but yeah, I'm very much learning how a little bit of pollen can go a long, long way. Which is going to kind of lead me into my next question is, um, so I've, I've, I've done my fucking selection a while now. I've been sitting on uh, a male, a nice male that I, I chose out of the batch and been kind of waiting to do the project. And along that way, along the lines there, uh, even though I've kept him in veg, he threw out a couple of fucking sacks and fucking pollinated some shit. So, and again, I, I guess a follow-up with this would be, or beforehand, you can answer it either way. How important is it to actually keep a male, keep your male for a proper, you know, preservation for, for that strain? You know what I mean? Uh, for recreating a second batch, third batch, fourth batch. It's, you know, uh, it's very, very, very important because if you want to be able to recreate um, and you want that same, same result, you're going you're gonna to need that same pairing, um, which leads into a lot of problems. Um, a lot of people don't show a lot of love to the boys. Um, so they end up uh, going to the going to the wayside. Uh, I've known a lot of people to do something, get rid of the boy, and it's the best shit ever. And you know he ain't around anymore. Um, I've known some people that uh, keep and store pollen. Um, some people do good with it. Some people fail epically with it. Um, and then you got people that 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 will keep those males. Um, keeping males, uh, like you, you're just talking about it. They, they want to start, you know, growing a few sacks here and there. Some of them want to fucking start auto flowering the second they get root mound. Some of them do it even without being root mound. Um, so like that was another thing that I, I tended to try to stay away from with, uh, with my males. Um, when I got to like my winter circle out of ones that I selected. Um, I would try to get them to get a little root bound in a smaller container and see if they had any like, um, like auto flowering properties, you know, like they wanted us to get their nuts the second they got a little bit tight in their shoes, you know, and to me, like, uh, I didn't want that. <clears throat> so, um, I would, you know, try to go so, to the one that wouldn't do that. If you don't, I, I, I told you, again, I hate my interrupting, but this is, you know, at that point, when you've, do you prefer or would you select to make, because I, I, again, I've had this problem along the way. And again, I'm not, I'm just trying to learn. Again, I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? I don't want to be that guy you were talking about earlier where next week you think I'm going to be fucking son of the bunch of the 
Uh, I'm just uh, curious because nah, nah, I had nah, two nah, males nah. here. One one of them threw fucking balls or sacks early on, and the other one didn't. Side by side, same lighting. You know what I mean? So yeah. if in that instance you got two males, one flowers quickly, and the other one takes his time, is there any benefits to one or the other, the late later flowering versus the <coughs> earlier flowering, unless that's something you're looking for in, you know what I mean? Well, that's uh, with me. (laughs) I ain't no expert, man. I've just fucked up a lot in the past. (laughs) So, um, opinions got a shit ton of weight, brother. That's for sure. So, with um, with that, so to me, like it's like it's two different things, right? Um, I'm I'm more inclined to like, let's say, like we we got our say four males right they all exhibit the same things that i'm looking for um in my males as far as this project's concerned right so to me they're all they're all four winners so as far as like observable traits thus far um now if they're looking to like start you know auto flowering on me and stuff like that's a to me at least that's like a no-go um so let's say two out of the four they do that they're out of my winner's circle so now i'm down to two um now out of these two i'm going to take clones from each one and i want to go ahead and you know veg them up a little bit and i want to flower them um i'm i'm looking at the the one how how fast of a bud set am i getting right just like we were talking about with our female and my, my, you know, by day 21, am I looking at some, some pretty decent popcorn, right? Um, I'm also looking at the, the formation, right? Um, am I growing like spindly type, type colas here? Or am I getting some nice dense, you know, floral formation here? You know what I mean? Am I, am I getting some good spears? Um, Am I detecting any uh, any glands, you know, that are that are going along there? Um, so I'm kind of looking at that. So if I see one that's got, say, a faster bud set, um, that's that's kind of leading me along the line of like I might be able to speed my flower time up, you know, uh, versus the other one that might have a bud set that's ten days later you know, or it's far smaller later on. Um, and then like at the actual floral formation there, like, are they, are they tight clusters, you know, am I growing spears or am I, you know, kind of spindly? So from there, then, <clears throat> then I can make my more definitive um, selections and all right, A versus B. And then, uh, then I, then I go from there. You know? So that's where I'm getting my flower time you know, um, inputs from, from the boy. And, uh, that's also where I'm getting, uh, seeing what he's trying to pass along as far as like floral, floral formation. I was going to ask this earlier in the perfect world, uh, cause tissue culture is becoming, uh, a more and more regular thing. I think at some point, uh, 
become to something that you can do at home or at least keep the samples at home. You know what I mean? Take and yeah. keep samples at home. Uh, if that ever becomes a thing, we run rapid with, uh, with breeding, with the insurance of knowing that, again, mom and pop are put uh, safely away. Because I'm right there with you. I kind of knew the importance of keeping mom and dad there. That's one of the problems that I have with the recreation or people saying that they've recreated this strain, uh, especially without putting their name on it. You know what I mean? This is this is my version of X strain. You know what I mean? This is this is my interpretation, my recreation of it. This isn't just something I put mine. You know what I mean? I'm I'm putting out a strain that you know, I might not even be fucking close. But uh, I, I'm hoping with uh, with tissue cultures that uh, that won't be a word. Yeah. It that definitely makes life a whole whole lot easier, for sure, man. Um, plus, like when you come out of tissue culture, you're you're coming back out with a lot of vigor. You know, um, you don't have to worry about if there was any say uh, powdery mildew issues before. You know, it's gonna come out come out clean. Um, you don't have to worry about the pest and everything. So. Yeah, it's it's a you know it's definitely a go for me. I always wanted to have like a tissue culture lab, just you know set up in my my own spot, but just never never got around to it. But as time goes on, uh, the affordability of it all it's becoming more of a you know a, a thing that you know guys like us we can we can do that now you know. So yeah, I think uh, I think it's definitely a the damn good thing and i think it's also like it's good like we're having this talk and you know just sharing knowledge i'm like you know this you know maybe if you are looking to make your seeds like like i said like when i was making seeds back then i wasn't doing it to have a fucking company i was just doing it for just preservation's sake um or just like hey i, I want this this doesn't exist in the world but i think it'd be cool so let's try it out you know, um, there's all types of people out there and there there's gonna be some people too, like they wanna they wanna start, you know, uh like a seed company and shit and like more power to them. Um, hopefully they'll do it with passion, right? And they'll do it the right way. And you know, if they got some some good knowledge behind it <clears throat> that uh they'll have those tools in their toolbox to do it the right way. And then they make their own contribution to the to the genetics world to the weed world come up with that new thing uh preserve something you know uh so it's good it's good for that knowledge to be there <clears throat> i don't mind telling people either because the 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 like the guy i was talking about before he's just another he's another fly by night guy you know he, he ain't around anymore man fucking um you know those those people you never have to worry about them because they're they're not going to do the work <laughs> that's why they do what they do so um you know this knowledge it's good it's good to be out there for the people that are going to want to do the work and it's good to have people out there that do the work because there's not enough <laughs> there's just there's not enough people out there actually really doing it so yeah man it's 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 good stuff to 
you know, to, to have out there. And, uh, you know, these little, little tidbits I'm throwing out there, if that helps somebody out, man, fucking awesome. <clears throat> oh, I'm sure that there's tons of people out there that appreciate that. And again, you know, I've, I've been very on the record of, you know, the disheartening of the just, uh, breed hype times hype to make a quick buck like that you know there's so much instability out there that way and then moreover you 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 put your fucking people over in the wrong way you know people buy them seeds and then get a you know a garden full of harms or whatever or shit just shit gear you know what i mean you know nobody wants you know it's it's sad people that aren't doing it for passionate reasons instead of the quick book and it's gonna really it's gonna fuck the market up it's gonna make a lot of people uh disheartening or distrusting of the market or breeders in general i tell you what man if fucking if fucking ass weapons and stabbings and shit like that got more popular or like started becoming like coming back in more favor you you definitely see a lot less of that <laughs> that was used to be my thing is like man if i man if i fuck somebody's bro up like that like, i'd be you know that's the reason for all the testing like i don't want to waste somebody's money but I, you know i definitely don't want to waste somebody's time and shit I, I know how i am man i know how some of my friends are like if i got fucked over like that man I, some of my friends if like there were shows going on and stuff like that and and they got fucked over they'd be right up there in the line waiting us to go up there and break motherfuckers jaw like straight up man so um yeah but you know nowadays i guess that's frowned upon or whatever so mm, whatever but i'm still gonna you know do my thing and make sure i'm doing a good job just for this is you know this is what you're supposed to do i guess you know like but there's other guys like uh i, I don't know I don't know how they do what they do, but hey, it ain't, it ain't me. <laughs> so I'm a little, I have another good question I'd like to ask you. I asked a lot of the uh, breeders as well. Uh, do you think that uh, indoor breeding will, uh, do, do you think that we're weakening strains with just indoor breeding, indoor breeding, indoor breeding? kind of like fucking it like you know the banana you know what i mean yeah yeah oh it did itself in through that type of breeding you think uh, we're setting ourselves up for a shit show later on a plant that isn't sustainable for you know outdoor growing and shit like that or even varying <coughs> you know we're taking away mother nature the sun you know uh, does they do you think that limits a strain creation should strain be created outdoors and indoors uh how big of a, a sway do you think that uh that is in the strain creation yeah that, that's a that's an excellent excellent point um my buddy mean gene fucking he's he's another dude like i'm sure everybody heard him but if you haven't fucking mean gene you've been on Reborn Selections, that's his company. But you can get some fucking bang and shit from that dude. 
but he breeds outdoors. You know, well, he at least he's at least growing out outdoors. I know he's made seed out outside too, but um, you know that that's the thing. Like plants, they they acclimate. You know, um, and it doesn't just happen like, you know, in 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 one grow. You know what I mean? But a a plant will will acclimate, and over many many generations, you know, that's that's how they kind of become what they are. So, um, yeah, I, I I do feel like um, if things are just you know always pampered to or whatever, yeah, you're you're kind of like breeding it for indoor growth. But I also feel like if you're making the right selections in in your breeding, um, that you're still gonna be you're still gonna be fine outside. Um, so a lot of a lot of stuff that's like bred inside of especially some of the hype shit flimsy stems <clears throat> if you try to grow it outside the wind blows man it's <laughs> it's over you know so um i feel like if if you're breeding for the for the full full program good strong branching um nice structure um if you can, if you can look for um, any type of pest resistance, mold mildew resistance as well, um, and when you are in your testing phase, if you actually do, if you, you know, yourself personally, if you're growing outside, say like I'm here in Colorado, I can grow it here at altitude. Where I'm at, it gets kind of gets kind of gnarly with the wind sometimes. Um, can check it out there one to see what changes because some things grow great inside grow shit outside vice versa you know what i mean and sometimes it just enhances it when it goes outside <clears throat> so i get to see that but it, you know having friends that that live in different parts of the country so i got friends that live in you know say like in the emerald triangle um and friends in oregon right um friends in maine friends in Virginia, Florida, I get, I kind of get to get some, some of that feedback for like, how does it perform outside? Um, so I think like if we're, if we're making the right steps inside, um, that ultimately like we'll, we'll be okay outside too. But that's not to say like, if you wanted a very specific region, you know, something to perform super outstanding in that particular region that breeding it outside with plants that are grown outside and, and are becoming more acclimated to that environment you know I, I i would see that as a as a good thing it would definitely be more beneficial you know to like outdoor seed production in that in that specific region or a region that's very similar to it you know what i mean I do. Uh, so I guess as, you know, the keeper of what most people would say, the only keeper of the good skunk these days, uh, I got a question of that. Cause I had, I had, to, I had me and Jean by the way, great episode. He told some fucking funny fucking stories. Get some time to go back and check that one out. And I may have even asked him this question as well. 
did the did skunk actually this is my opinion of what skunk or what what happened with the skunk or why we can't recreate or bring it back is i just think it was brought basically what i'm asking you right now i believe it was brought indoors and it just kind of lost its pizzazz through the artificial lighting the artificial you know environment it didn't have the stressors that brought on the necessary turds <clears throat> that, you know, deer or whatever, fuck, you know, whatever, whatever brought on those turps during its land race phase just kind of faded out. And, you know, obviously too loud or whatever. I've heard, you know, Joe Dre say, speak on the point that it was just too loud that people didn't want to grow the shit and it just kind of got lost. But, I, you know, I, I think it may be in some of that and then some of it just was kind of sway or we just kind of fucking lost it from indoor growing. As far as, like, recreation of it, and again, you tell me I'm dead wrong or whatever, I think it's just that, that it isn't the guys that are trying to breed, properly breed, or on select aren't you know it isn't being done outdoors this isn't the same type of environmental stressors you know what i mean i don't you're you're not the animals you know what i mean you don't you're not having deers and fucking everything running around kicking shit in your fucking grow room you know what i mean yeah i think yeah. that that miracle that created that strain was just that a fucking it needs time. Somebody's going to stumble across it. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't think somebody's going to have luck to recreate it. I don't know. Your thoughts? Please. Well, I think like <laughs> there's, there's a whole lot of, whole lot of right to what you're saying there. Um, so in, in my experience, I've, I've encountered that, <clears throat> that funk from a, a few different, um, few different hybrids, right? um they're all old old things um and the combinations of certain of these old things will give you will give you that desired terpene profile um they're right about you know the dutch back in the day they started breeding away from from certain smells yeah that that was a thing i've heard lots of lots of conversations about that over the years um that 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 was a thing um people that were selecting for that maybe <clears throat> early on um their work kind of went to the wayside you know where other guys start breeding in a another way um so a lot of like neville's work that was real nasty funky stuff um uh, <laughs> he was an outlaw he, he wasn't too concerned about uh you know he, he's trying to make the best possible thing possible so um but yeah, you know, guys that bred away from that, yeah, that's part of it too. So if you say we're going to get two or three of the building blocks to make what might have been around in that day, um, if you went to go source that right now, it's not the same. It's not the same stock as you would have had back in a certain era. So that, there's that. Um, <clears throat> Also, yeah, like people that were growing outside back then, a lot of, a lot of that weed was, was growing outdoors. Um, 
that and the stressors that the triggers right you're you're right man rabbits eating on shit here um the wind all, all that good stuff um and the 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 biggest thing that i noticed and because like I, I get to be at the shows right and get to see you know a few thousand people's weed um a lot of people mess up during the growing they grow a pretty flower but not a very terpene rich flower um and then some people are growing pretty pretty good right but they're not hitting the potential but they're fucking up and they're drying and they're and they're curing so um people's grow style whether we're talking about like growing outside or even people that are growing indoors um we can you know do the whole synthetic <clears throat> synthetic versus organics thing um furthermore we could even go into the whole uh organics and the 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 biggest thing i noticed is people are are using their kelp and their alfalfa wrong um they're going way too far in flower with it um people are also back in the day like people used to use um you know epsom salt um in their grows and everything you know i remember my grandma my mom dad you know uh, just on regular things like it, it it was good stuff you know magnesium sulfate um sulfur is huge huge and and making you know for a terpene development so people aren't looking at the little things that that help to take like i said i keep saying it over and over but the genetic potential right so yeah biomass is great and all that fucking good shit but at the end of the day like we're growing these glands right we're 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 looking to to do the best we can like it's great to have the biomass for these glands right but we really need to focus on growing growing glands and terpene production oils and all versus our biomass you know like we we need the biomass but we need to really focus on that and part of that is going to be having having proper amount of sulfur there so that these terpene chains can actually complete themselves by having that sulfur present so there's there's a lot of that too um so i that's that's the other thing I've, I've seen people like i've literally had a clone of something that i've had the weed had the jar they're like oh my fucking god yes i give them the clone the exact same shit i got and like there's somebody like lives right down the fucking road and he's growing in soil and all but he's not growing exactly the way i'm doing and he just doesn't he doesn't hit the mark it's something eh close but nowhere near it now he knows damn well like it is what it is because he, he he comes by the fucking spot once twice a week he's he's watching the fucking thing grow he can smell it he rubs the resin on his fingers and shit but when he doesn't he doesn't hit the mark doesn't hit that potential so then i have to turn him on like well this is what what we're doing here um we make some adjustments on his end and then boom success so a lot of times i think people will have something and they'll actually be growing it but they don't hit the point and then they toss it you know so i think that that happens a lot of times too man so yeah so yeah you're right man just kind of a little bit of 
a little bit of all that, my friend. So I'm curious to know, and again, because the market, the world's friggin' <laughs> changing. Uh, where do you see yourself, you know, in the in the new world where uh, uh, it could be nationwide, federal, everybody growing it? I mean, uh, how I how would you feel, you know, tomorrow, you know? In the perfect world again, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, fucking a, a big company comes to you and says, Hey, man, we need enough for a fucking thousand fucking acres, you know, we want screaming eagle. I, I, how do you feel about that? And, and I guess my follow up question is, uh, do you think, I mean, as mom and dad make children, I would think that there would be just a slight, you know, variation, I guess, from batch to batch. You know what I mean? From <laughs> every, you know. Uh, so how many times in a, on a larger scale can you do that and then offer, you know, the originality of it all? <clears throat> well, in that perfect world, I would like to say, because once again, like, you know, people will, you know, they'll take something out of context or misconstrue it. So if we're talking about dealing with, you know, you guys or whatever, hey, that's one thing. But if you're talking like a big, huge agricultural company that's wanting to grow you know 100 acres of of whatever um one you gotta you're gonna have to approach that differently not not just on the product you're gonna offer but you know you're gonna have to cover your ass so um i'm gonna make sure my ass is covered and i'm not gonna get my shit stole um i would like to think that by that point i would have something like that at least to a probably like an F5 before I would probably just feminize that um, and be be pretty, pretty, pretty consistent in that seed stock. So there's not going to be a lot of variants. And those would be the seeds that I would have them sow in their however many acres of, uh, you know, that they're talking about, you know. So, and I guess kind of bringing up something else, I, I guess we're thinking along the same lines of just quality, breeding, quality people producing. I've had this argument with a few people, not necessarily, I hate the word argument. That was, I'm sorry about that. It was a terrible choice of words. I've had this discussion with a few people. And again, back to the, the same thing as what, when I pulled money out of my my pocket and I'm purchasing seeds what I'm looking for you know what I mean mm -hmm. when I'm buying a pack of thumbs I I want basically the dummy work to be done I, I don't think there is a thing of basically phenol selection you know what I mean I think that yeah. it should be done I shouldn't be getting that but I've heard from other breeders that 
you know, they're, they are pollinating several phenotypes. You know what I mean? It isn't just that in taking a clone, selfing it and letting it pollinate, you know, all the clones they're offering, you know, sisters in the mix as well, slight variations. And I'm like, that ain't right. You know what I mean? That's not what I, again, that's not necessarily what I'm pulling my money out of. You know, I'm, I want the pack. <laughs> you know, exactly. I'm buying a film because I want that picture. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've had that same convo with, um, you know, some friends that like, I got friends that, you know, they're into, they're into their seed thing, but they don't, they don't sell them or really even give them out for that matter. Um, they use them like in house and shit like that. Um, and they also use them on like some larger scale, like outdoor shit. Um, and then, you know, I got friends that are, <clears throat> you know, breeders that have their seed companies and all too. Um, and that's the thing, like, you got guys that are just like, hey, I'm just going to S1 this clone. I'm going to call it good. I, I've, I've seen people do that to where, like, there, there isn't a lot of variation. Like, it, it, was, it was pretty spot on just in that one step. But I don't see that happen very much. Like, I, I see, you know quite quite different actually you know a lot of it i see quite a quite a bit of variation so does that mean like hey should we take this to like s2 s3 right or should we have maybe you know say work something to an f3 right before we self it or f4 f5 should we cube it then so you know like should we should we really work this phenotype down first then then self it you know or you know there's a few different ways to that to that end goal um maybe maybe use two 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 different routes you know you know there's there's a lot of ways to do it <clears throat> but yeah if, if i'm gonna put something out there and people are gonna expect like consistency from that um and i know like if i was growing like a huge huge fucking crop of like them seed like you know I, i'm gonna want that consistency you know i'm not gonna want it to be all over the place you know i, I need some need some consistency amongst that for the for the end goal of you know the product um yeah that that work's got to be got to be done but you know once again that's just kind of the name of the game out there you know some people are just going to do that and just kind of roll with it is what it is but in the in the end of the day it's going to fall on the consumer you know um you got educated consumer you got an uneducated consumer um the uneducated they grow enough they <laughs> yeah they're going to become educated pretty pretty quickly um so at the end of the day it's it falls on that that person you know because the guys out there making the seeds they're going to go they're going to do what they're going to do regardless whether it's a lot of work or the opposite of the spectrum and no work um it's really gonna fall on the on the consumer at the end of it because without an uneducated consumer um the fly by nights they're they're gonna keep doing what they're doing uh so the more educated the consumer is the better off um people will be as, as a whole you know the the guys that are actually out there doing the work or you know think things that 
things get a little bit better that way, you know. But that's just the state of the state of the industry, community, whatever they're calling it nowadays. Yeah, I definitely have I said it before and I said yeah, nothing but respect for the people that have put in the work and that continue to put in the work for proper breeding to just you know put out great stuff. And uh, it's I I just there's what three to five thousand strains right now. <laughs> you know, I've just I've begged for the fact that, you know, now with the with phylos and the technology and everything, again, uh, I'm not so crazy about that. I kind of seen that shit coming. I know, you know what I mean? It, it was sad to play out. It was like, oh, man, I, I was hoping it didn't play out like that. But with that being said, I think it's time instead of just hollering, chunking, throwing, you know, clouding the market, fucking it all up. We should be taking the time to figure out what the fuck we got. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And kind of backtrack a little bit before we go to <laughs> properly breeding with the future. You know what I mean? Why cloud it right now with just bullshit, bullshit, yeah. bullshit, just for a name and a buck? It's, yeah. It's, uh, and that's where, see, and that's where this whole thing of ours that we got here. <clears throat> That's where it uh it really divides up, right? Between and and we'll 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 separate this right from growers like us um versus a big company that's growing for dispensary grows, whatever. Um versus and then you know, you you, you got that little segment. Then you got this uh market out there right and we have our genetics market and then we have our uh, flower extract market out there all right so the education of consumer is, is huge right um i'll i'll reach back around touch, touch back on that in a second but you know it one is going to kind of dictate the other. So at the end of the day, the guys that are trying to pump a store full, their end goal is just money. <clears throat> um, they don't give a fuck about who bred it. Um, they just care if it sells. The guy on the other end of it, and this isn't everybody, of course, but the, I mean, the sad fact is this is the majority. They don't care really who bred it, who even grew it. Um, they just want to know, like, is that's the name of what I was looking for? Did it work? Right? Did it, did it, did it hit the spot? Did it do what I wanted it to do? Um, that market's going to be driven primarily by hype and then followed up with an effect. So now this is where it gets fucked up. So for the longest time, everybody's like oh yeah yeah 30 percent thc or better i'm not touching anything else so you got all this really good fucking weed going to the wayside there was something that test high but doesn't necessarily have the effect is something that might test in thc lower 
might be 25% shit. I got shit that's, you know, 13 and 16% that'll put your dick in the dirt. But people aren't educated on on the 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 very end user, right? So that's gonna dictate a, a, a certain drive. So with that drive, right? If the the grower for that end user is like, well, all right, you know, Chad and Brad that own this fucking huge grow in the Spencer, we need more 30% shit. All right, well, let's go find more 30% shit. Okay, it looks pretty, it's got the numbers. Um, that's what people want. So therefore, the guys that are going to be making seeds to supply that need are going to just be going just for that. You know, so they're gonna they're also gonna be throwing stuff to the wayside. Yeah, sure, they could be, you know, breeding this or that, but no, they're gonna be breeding what they're breeding, just basically seeking the the supply and demand. And it's all dictated by an uneducated end user, you know. So like that whole chain right there, um, from start to finish, and and unfortunately, that's the majority of it, and that's that's kind of kind of where it's at. Now, after mm, a few years of that, now I was just having this conversation with my buddy the other day because like he loves all the old shit, like. When he's like smoking himself, like he's not he's not smoking, you know, what he has to grow the majority of to go to these stores. Um, because he knows like it's kind of some bullshit. It's pretty and all, test high, but you know, he he's not getting the, the desired effect from it. Um, so you know, he's gonna go smoke some headband versus whatever dessert, whatever, you know. Not saying it's awful weed or nothing, but it, it's not it's not you know scratching that itch so now he's saying like people in in his area are actually becoming more educated so now they're understanding like hey i've been you know kind of misled for some years now just seeking out these high numbers and now i'm being exposed to some other things that are lower numbers that are actually giving me the effect that i need that also have an awesome smell and awesome flavor wow okay so people are starting to catch on. So now that, that that's starting to change, they're not wanting all this all this hype shit that was previously just we need all we can get. But now they they're not wanting it. So now he's going back to doing what he wanted to do is like, you know, grow a lot of fucking, you know, headband and him and these old hash plants and, you know, NL hybrids and stuff like that. Now that's what people are starting to starting to want, you know. So it it's starting to change now, which to me that that's pretty cool. But it had to happen with the end user becoming educated and like it's not all about a THC number. You know what I'm saying? I 100 know what you're saying there. I'm I'm a big advocate. I'd actually like to see uh, at least the provisioning centers here in Michigan. Uh, when you go in, you have to actually take a video, 10-minute video, and to understand how what terpenes are, what terpenes do what, and, you know, understand that it isn't about that, you know, 
THC, the high THC number. That's not what you're shopping for, you know. I because uh, you know around here they've actually taken away the old way, and that's when you know it. It's still stood a chance against the high THC number. Some people could actually grab that jar, you know, one from the other. Mm, mm, oh, 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 you didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't give a shit. You went, wow, my body told me I want some of that. And people don't have that opportunity anymore because it's all... You know, any and it's getting worse, my friend. Walking around with like the fobs nowadays, like the iPhone experience. Oh, that looks pretty. Doop, 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 doop. You know what I mean? People, you know, don't understand, or I don't think we'll ever understand with that type of experience what what it is they're smoking and what the effects are. I think that they should have to sit down. And take a 10 minute, you know, unless they just want to be an arrogant <laughs> ass and then they can sign a sign a waiver. I don't give a shit. I want to pay top dollar. <laughs> Numbers <laughs> mean everything to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, know, like, other than it, that, I think it's a must that they have to learn. Yeah. I think like so if I was in <clears throat> if I was in the bud game, right? If I was growing um you know, flower extract from market or whatever. Um, I think like if if I struck a deal with the dispensary, um, I would I would print out a whole bunch of like like a small pamphlet or whatever that that just goes out. You buy a bag of my weed, it it, it comes with a little little thing. Um, one, it's branding, but two, uh, yeah, educate them. This is the entourage effect. This is what's happening. A little chart of the terpenes. This is what's, uh, you know, a, a quick rundown on like this is kind of the effects that you're looking for. And then maybe, you know, give a list of like a, like a menu on the back of it. Like, all right, this is kind of what the offering is, at least for <clears throat> the season or whatever. And boom, 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 boom. And kind of categorize them. So that way they're educated and say, all right, well, you know, I had this uh, this sativa hybrid that was fucking kick ass. You know, I was working on the shit. Uh, I wasn't, you know, having panic attacks or whatever, but I felt like I drank a pot of coffee and I'm just getting shit done. Um, that was really awesome. Okay, I am looking for something that's like good and relaxing to where I can, you know, pass out at night. Okay, here's some of these Afghani hybrids that he's recommending here. So when they go back in, not only are they educated and like, you know, these are what terpenes are. This is the honorage effect. This is how they kind of all work together. But you're also kind of helping like make a recommendation. Like, well, if you're looking to do this, you know, here, here's one of mine that I can recommend and say, yeah, you know, buy some of that, go smoke that and see what's up. And, you know, they understand it's like, oh, well, it's 21% THC. Yeah, but... <laughs> You know, the level of mercy in that motherfucker is off the fucking chart and you know this that and the other and you know give it a shot and before you know it they're nodding out on their fucking couch you know after they just ate two pieces or something you know
So do you think the, how do you see the legal market actually changing things? What's your opinion on the future of legalization? Good, bad? Do you think it's gonna wind, actually bottleneck the strains just because of like the commercials, you know, what they're offered? Uh, how do you think that's gonna affect everything here? Uh, real soon probably real real soon yeah i don't i don't know what's gonna happen man because like <clears throat> like it's good um but people gotta they gotta learn from the mistakes of people in the past um you really gotta look look at what you're voting for before you do it you know people just want to go all in oh yeah legal weed but they don't they don't look at all the fine details. Um, so you really gotta read read into the shit before you you go all in on it. Um, the federal government and me don't have best fucking relationship. And I really hate them <laughs> and I don't I don't trust the fucking thing that they do. So on the state levels when we've been seeing like you know, recreational stuff. Um, it always starts out pretty cool. And then, you know, you quickly just see the greed, the lobbyists come in um, and, and they, they, they just fuck it up every fucking time. You know, it's, it's, it's just so predictable now. Um, and that's, that's just how it goes. So I, I would like to see, um, you know, when they, when, if it, goes federally legal um of course you know i'd like to see it just kind of be wide open um but i know it ain't i i guess i just like to see how restricted it's going to be um if it's going to be one of those deals where you got to be some type of producer you know they don't want you growing at home or hey maybe maybe you can grow at home or there's just no telling with these assholes man I, I don't know, like, the, everything they do just seems fucking backwards. It doesn't make sense. Um, anything the federal government gets its hands on, it, you know, it gets fucked up like a football bat, man. It's it's never good. So, that it, you know, people not going to prison for it, it's fucking awesome. Hopefully, just, God, man, hopefully they don't fuck it up too bad. But the way I see it, man, worse comes to worse. If the penalties for it aren't as harsh as it was before, if it is all fucked up, people are still going to do what they're going to do, regardless of what the government says. People are going to still grow. People are still going to smoke, you know, and that's just, just how it is. You know, I was, you know, talking about that years ago with the Cali thing, and I was like, man, you know, they're keeping all these guys out. They're just going to fucking keep on just rocking, just rocking out, and y'all got to compete with that. People, you know, oh yeah, a bunch of criminals and black market. Oh, they'll never last. Yeah, let's fast forward, and they're like, yeah, we're going out of business because these black market guys are fucking crushing us in quantity and quality. So, what are we gonna do about that? So, uh, yeah, you know, people, people still gonna do what they're gonna do, and uh, that's at the end of the day, that's what I'm about, man. People should be able to do what they want to do, and um. This hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully it ain't too fucked up. But if it is, 
hey man i'm gonna be right there with y'all fucking bastards <laughs> i'm still gonna keep doing me it's been kind of a weird phase here in michigan the whole cannabis thing and i think that's the way i'm um, actually i don't think i'm afraid of that's the way legalization is gonna be you know, I've watched, as I said earlier, man, I, my progression with cannabis, the reasons I do what I do have changed greatly from day one. Uh, these days, it's more of, again, wanting to see the medical benefits come out of cannabis. Uh, life has changed quite a bit, man. I've lost a lot of friends, pharmaceutical drugs. I don't want to see people go down that path. I'd much rather see them uh, smoke some weed, drugs in general. I'd rather see anybody smoke some weed. But I've seen the medical benefits in it. And then, and that really changed my outlook on it. And not only that, well, it, the medical thing changed my whole opinion of it, to be honest with you. you know, I, when I started growing, I, I found I did. Did it for the wrong reasons, guys. Anything else? <laughs> it was the money. You know what I mean? It was. I've been there. It was the money, money, and the money. But as I went on, I knew I was. I felt right. You know what I mean? Doing what I was doing. But later on, as you know, we fast forward, and it was legal, and I seen the impact it had with other people medically. I realized that part of the medicine is actually growing, to be honest with you. The, yeah. you know, the, the therapeutic benefits of growing the plant is huge. I believe that's a huge part of the medicine, and that's going to be taken away with legality soon. You know, I feel once, you know, it goes from coast to coast, money's going to drive, jerk it right out of the home to grow. And again, Part of the medical aspect is growing. Medical yeah. cannabis has, it's so beneficial. And I, again, I didn't realize this until later on. It took a while for me to realize the actual weight. It wasn't the money or the other reasons why I was using it. The reason why I do it and I'm an advocate for it now is medical reasons. Absolutely. You know, uh, both growing aspect of it and the medical aspect of it. But here in Michigan, I feel like as I've seen recreational go, it's almost like a pass that's been thrown. A beautiful pass. We're all like, yes, look at it go. And we're all like, yeah. Then, <laughs> then legal rec weed came in and it's like, it was just, it blew right by the fucking receiver. It's like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's all the, the whole reason for it's getting fucked up, man. And I, yeah. what I watched here in Michigan is like the people that had medical cards that had were fighting for it dwindled. Don't need it anymore. Don't need that card, whatever. And what that yeah. does, and what I've told a lot of people is numbers. We need those numbers for to fund research. You know, to find That's out right. why these terpenes are fucking affecting us. And why these things help us out. Recreational numbers, they didn't even give two shits about that. You know what That's I mean? Right. It's going to be right. the medical aspect of it all. You know, yeah. and I don't know. I just, 
I'm with you. Dude. I don't, is there? Do you think that we can do it with uh, without squashing the dream? Keep it right. You yeah, know, keep like, people from going jail. But oh, you know, and it's Go it's ahead. like it's a weird it's a weird thing, man. So when I was out here, Colorado, when I first got here, <clears throat> I um. I wanted to like do the do the legit thing and all that stuff and then uh <laughs> i was told that i couldn't couldn't do any of it because i had a drug felony and i was like drug felony i was like nah y'all y'all got got it fucked up but yeah it caught growing weed and like oh yeah well that's that's drug felony you can't grow weed here and i was like what <laughs> what the fuck it was like yeah it'd be like forgot what they told me i think it's like 10 years i had to wait or something before i could fill something out and be considered and they said well if it was a different crime you know uh you know you could be considered after like three years or something i was like what do you mean they're like well drug crimes you can't but other stuff you're good i was like so you're telling me a fucking child molester or something like that could be a fucking badged up for a grower and i can't and they're like yeah so i got very pissed off I was like, all right, that's cool. So I just fucking rock out, right? Just fuck it, you know? I was mad. And um, I was like, I'm going to do my thing one way or another. So I ended up, uh, I meet meet up with these uh, these group of moms. They're kind of like, I don't know, soccer mom types, you know? And they all have, uh, they have autistic children. They've moved here from shit man all over the country some of them are from here and um they they needed help so i was like man that that they need my help man so that that's that's my jam i'm 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 working with them now so while i was doing the seed thing seed thing pays the bills therefore i can grow all this weed and then i can give it to them for free and I'm not just like, <clears throat> oh, yeah, here's this bunch of weed. Good luck. I was actually like keeping track. Like, we, we'd have like these uh, dinners, we'd take them all out to dinner, them and the kids. And they would bring me, like, you know, I'd just tell them to, you know, write, write notes down and give them to me. And that way I could sit, sit down at the shop and actually look like what's working for who, what's doing what. And actually, man, like, after shit that first year man i had some real good shit narrowed down and was just making some breakthroughs with them um the problem was but it seemed like every six months man the 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 fucking wreck market they kept blaming all their downfalls and they can't do this or make money because this medical market's just fucking them and illegal grows and they're just blaming us like no you fucking idiots can't fucking grow goddamn good weed you're growing shit and it's not worth as much money and your your weed's so shitty you have to fucking just blast it all and make vape cards like you know you're you're doing this to yourselves but they're fucking putting these lobbyists in <clears throat> and like there's some there's some fucking some big companies and like people that i knew that worked at these places and um there's some pretty political people I knew here and they're telling me like, yeah, this, these people from this place, this place, yeah, that, that's who's trying to, you know, restrict your medical and everything. 
Um, and you know, I, the, those soccer moms are the ones that, that, that forced me to go with shit. Um, they got cards for me and, and made me do the whole, the whole thing. But if it meant helping them out and doing it safely and all that, you know, I was, I was all for it, but watching them just chop away at this medical thing, um, over the sake of money. I mean, it, it fucking, I, I'm still pissed to, to this day, man. Um, and, and that's, that's a big, big thing that, that we're having to fight. It's literally being fought from within. It's not really the, the political people so much as it is the people from within, the greedy fucks that literally fight from within, lobbying to these politicians, getting them to start, you know, chopping away at it and eventually completely kill off medical. And uh, it's fucking sad. And um, yeah, that's just kind of kind of how it goes, man. It's shitty. Super shit. You just echoed fucking what's going on basically here in Michigan. Uh, you know, same sentiment, a little different story here right now. And this is the part that really pisses me off, you know, about the medical versus recreational bullshit. Lately, we, of course, what was it, two, three years ago, we fucking said, okay, yeah, now you can <laughs> recreational, everybody can grow fucking 12 plants. And then fast forward to this year, everybody's growing 12 plants. You know what I mean? Everybody's growing 12 plants. Every grandmother, fucking uncle, cousin, you know what I mean? People don't even smoke. You know what I mean? Hey, uncle, granny. Can I drop 12 plants in your yard? Because you can. I'll take care of them. It's happening everywhere. But right now, they're trying to take the caregivers out of the market because it's the it's us flooding the black market. <laughs> and it is fucking up the whole system. Well, this is, this is the fuck of it. Uh, that recreational 12-plant grower can grow like and again we'll exaggerate the fucking numbers just for fun's sake just because they do <laughs> they they do you know what i'm saying you can have you grow those 12 plants you can grow let's say you produce 50 pounds with those 12 plants recreational you're cool put that in the closet you grew that it's recreational smoke yourself silly party on stoner it's cool me as a caregiver now, I'm only allowed to have 15 ounces of usable cannabis. And that's me taking care of five patients plus my fucking self. But I'm flooding the fucking market. You know what I mean? Huh? Does that make sense? No. So, yeah, no. I mean, you know, that's... if you look at it their way, it makes all the sense. Because, you know, fuck you. Like, you know, you're, you're not buying weed from them, so fuck you. <laughs> Man, it's just oh man, it's so stupid. It's uh, but yeah, take out the caregiver. You know, it's, oh yeah, it's it. it uh, oh yeah. Uh, hopefully, have y'all gotten we'll the billboards? Out, uh, 50, 50. Billboards put up where the uh, big companies are paying like the billboard saying to go uh, snitch on the fucking neighbors and the, the home growers and report the illegal grows and oh. shit. No. 
thank goodness, not yet. Thank goodness, not yet. You know, but the ones that I do see that are uh, pretty, pretty comical, they are they're like cannabis signs that are like talking about it being locked up. Make sure your cannabis is locked up. But then it's, <laughs> a, it's all guns and alcohol and, you know, nothing else but make sure that cannabis that deal <laughs> damn cannabis is locked up yeah man Yo, man. <laughs> Fuck. so hopefully uh, so with that being said i guess the original question i do plan on just being a staying to the quality breeder side producing you know, some good quality strains and maybe kind of maybe staring towards the smaller side. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with being a humble, you know what I mean? The humble yeah. side of cannabis. Yeah, yeah, I think I kind of I kind of like where I was at, man. You know, uh, if it ever got bigger, I mean, that's cool too. You know, I can't really control that. If it does, like, i it's, that's all right but i'm not really i was my goal was never be the the biggest you know what i mean i just kind of wanted to do some cool shit that i liked and friends liked and the patients liked and figured other people would like it as well and turns out they did and um yeah just keep keep doing it you know um yeah it, one day like i just if I could ever like grow my own, like to have like in my own little little small store, something like that, that'd be cool. But you know, a guy like me, man, fucking two time fucking loser. Uh, I don't know, man. Fucking they they don't like guys like me having having weed stores and rec grows and shit like that. I'd really, you know, it'd be cool to do because I'm breeding my own, growing my own, having it for sale, you know. So. Uh, I don't know. They, they probably never let me do anything like that, so I'll probably just keep uh, keep doing what I'm doing. No, I'm cool with that too. You know, it's fine. You know, two-time loser. As soon as you said that, man, I said the fucking free Duke Diamond fucking shirt fucking <laughs> flashed in my head. It's fucking, it's two very different contradicting statements there, man. I, you can check the first one off the list, but uh, the two-time lizard, loser thing, I don't think, that's not a thing, man. I think you, you it's perspective, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't see that, swing. man. I see one hell of a dude that fucking <laughs> doing what he loves and fucking, that ain't not, there ain't not wrong oh, with that. That's, sure. that's yeah. a winner in my book, brother. Yeah. Fucking, we all sure. stumble and fall, man, but that ain't not. Oh yeah, like I ain't, I ain't no loser, loser for sure. That's just uh, it's just all slang. Yeah, yeah, that's just all slang for uh, you know, you don't caught you caught two two felonies or two Fs, you know. That's that's just what they call it, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, I ain't no loser, man. I'm a winner. <laughs> I just got uh, two X's on me. That's all. I, you know, that's one of the things I think that's what everybody uh, respects about your brother is, you know, the quality, 
the quality breeding that you've done and the fucking down-to-earth cool motherfucker that you are. You know what I mean? That's what everybody respects, in my opinion, about you, man. I hope you don't. Yeah, and that's the thing is I've, uh, I've, I've lived, I have lived life, you know. I have definitely not pitter-pattered around it. Um, I've, I've gone at it. At, at its fullest, you know, nonstop. And um, unfortunately, you know, when you when you live, uh, you know, hard headed, and uh, <laughs> you, uh, you 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 live in full like that, you know, sometimes shit happens. My old friend Kevin used to say it all the time: shit happens, especially when you eat regularly. And man, I was I was getting it. So, but you know, on the other other token. Yeah, you know, I've I've lived lived life, man. I've uh, I've had a lot of fun doing it too, you know. So I wouldn't, uh, I don't think I'd change a thing, really. I can appreciate that. I definitely can appreciate that. As I get older, I've said this too. As I get older, I appreciate the the legality side of cannabis. I'm, I'm grateful for the state that I'm in, the opportunity that I have to be able to grow the plant and have somewhat of comfort to be able to sleep at night, knowing that, you know, the local government isn't going to kick my door in because I'm growing. You know, I had that, that legal part of it. But... As a young man, as somebody that's done this, I definitely legality killed the outlaw aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I kind of missed the outlaw aspect of it because it was fun. You know what I mean? It's the adrenaline rush, you know. It's 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 that you're fucking the man, and there's something to be said about fucking the man. You know, like there's a there's a good feeling. Like every day I'm locked up, you know. Uh, that was my goal. It was like, I'm, I'm going to fuck the man over in one regard or another today. That time is not going to do me, right? I'm, I'm doing this fucking time. I'm going to make the most of it still. And I, I will fuck the man over at some point during this day, if not multiple times. And I always like that. <laughs> and that. And that's just that, that, that mindset, I guess, you know. And unfortunately, like, that's a mindset, like, you know, now that I'm out, I, you know, I'm, I'm still going to, you know, still be the same old dude, but I, um, yeah, I got to kind of, kind of hang those spurs up, yeah, you know, more packing pistols and, you know, being, being too wild, you know, I need to, need to settle down, I'm getting old, and let these young bucks do it. <laughs> Definitely a different day, you know. I heck, even with the legality of, you know, I've been in, had people in the car with me while I'm carrying my legal 15 and they're sweating it. And I, and again, I think back, back to the day and I'm like, this isn't, you know, <laughs> I don't even think twice about throwing this in the fucking front seat locked up anymore. You know what I mean? It's just, Oh, uh, yeah. They only knew. It's just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. All I can say is I'm glad I lived it. You know, yeah. There's just some things that you can't take back. There are opportunities that the kids today won't won't have, and that's one of them. Yeah, man. (laughs) But you know what? I figure it like this, like they may not have got that those uh those jollies and those thrills like that. But on the other note, they don't have to worry about being in the penitentiary and, uh, you know, they ain't got to worry about no riots and stabbing shit, fighting and horrible food and fucking miserable ass shit like that. So, you know, that's good, you know, so and things progress faster, too, you know, with it being legal, you know, like, I mean, for fuck's sake, you got your face on the Internet with obviously like the grow is like obviously right fucking behind you there are definitely plants in view and it's it's okay like like you said you don't even bat an eye at it it's it's fine it's all right um that's pretty fucking cool and the fact that i can come on here and we can talk about all this shit and not worry about you know something bad happening to us hey that's fucking cool so those little young bucks they're able to you know, learn from our mistakes and any, uh, you know, any knowledge we're kicking, kicking to them, you know, that saves them a lot of time and then they can progress things even, you know, even more and even faster. So when me and you are, you know, in an old folks home, fucking chasing around the couple marbles we got left, you know, we'll probably be smoking pretty fucking good for real. Oh, for sure, man. I have plenty. The kid, the people that the home growers, anybody that's starting to grow today has the resources they have today. It's incredible. I'm already, you know, I'm not even afraid to admit that, you know, I've learned from a lot of, I've learned quite a bit from some of these new growers that picked it up and had, you know, the knowledge to put you it together and represent it or whatever it's it's a good day and age for cannabis it really yeah is. I'm, I'm yeah proud to uh, have i would small agree hell yeah so uh so how we doing how we doing on time mr dude uh i'm uh, grateful but i don't want to push it <laughs> <laughs> You know, I will go. Uh, I'd like to have it. this opportunity again. It's uh, it's twelve. Uh, it's twelve forty-one. This is right. We'll ride it out till uh, till one o'clock. And then I'll uh, I'll turn into a fucking pumpkin on you. <laughs> yeah, I, again, man, I've been looking forward to this opportunity for quite a while. Soon as I seen that uh, it was a possibility, I hit you up. And I'm so grateful that uh, you were able to take take the time to do this because I do have done. Look, as I have respect for other people that have done this, I've got tons of people, tons of respect for the people that, that you know produce, breed the cannabis, not just now but back then, you know, and took the risk to help give us what we've got today. And what you're one of those folks, so I greatly appreciate you know the time you put in, the time you know in jail, all that shit, man. Uh, you know you're you're definitely, in my opinion, a pioneer, a legend. 
uh, in the cannabis industry. So, uh, again, thank you, brother, for everything you've done. And we'll. Uh, man, <laughs> I appreciate it, man. And my pleasure, you know, like, <clears throat> you know, uh, back then it's like those genetics were fucking everything, you know? So it was like, set all those sacrifices or whatever to make sure that they live on. Yeah, totally, totally worth it, you know? So, uh, yeah, man, if everybody does their part, you know, uh, we can all do, uh, we can all do great things. It just, uh, you know, like I said, those, those sacrifices come in, come in place sometimes. There's, uh, um, I like poetry, man. I uh, really do like all, all types of different shit, but, uh, Charles Bukowski, man, he, he's a, he's a real, real good one, you know, uh, more of a modern, modern day one, but he had, he had a poem that was, uh, that was real good. It was, uh, all the way, go all the way. Um, that's a real good one, you know, about, you know, going after what you want, sacrificing and, uh, making shit happen, you know, so anybody out there likes poetry definitely uh definitely give that one a, a read or a listen they even got that shit youtube books on tape or whatever the fuck you want to call it people reciting it <laughs> audible i listen to fucking shit ton of audible yeah oh. man but yeah man well, so, uh, so you got people watching this few things, uh, uh, live, right? Fuck yeah, there's 124 people watching right now. Oh, 3, uh, 244 Michigan time here. I think we peaked out at a little over, uh, I think, 150, 155 at one point. And uh, thank you, man. Oh, holy shit. I, I told, I looked at my Instagram earlier today and, uh, I says, I think this guest might get me fucking banned off of Instagram. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I said, he reposted that he's going to be on the show. I think I picked up almost like 100 followers <laughs> in like fucking like a half hour, two hours tops. I was like, holy shit, they're going to fucking shadow ban me my ass because of this shit. Hell yeah. But yeah, yeah. you know how they do. <laughs> people I, I, I there's definitely a live chat they have said nothing but cool shit about you and thanking you for taking the time to hang out with us man. it's, <laughs> it's man. not just it's epic for me and it's obviously epic for them too man it's you know this is you know we hear a lot about we see pictures but to, you know I actually hear the one on one straight out of their mouth no interruptions. People love that shit. I love this shit, man. I fucking, I, I actually, I, I'm surprised I didn't fucking, I, I actually made it so it wasn't like gallery. You could see a side by side, especially with not being able to see you, man. I fucking, I'm, I know I've been fanboying it fucking all night long and shit. Usually I would have, anybody else, I would have probably turned my camera off and did this just straight audio. But for some reason, I left my camera on tonight. <laughs> nah, it's but fun, fuck yeah, man. people are definitely digging this, man. This is fucking awesome, man. I, I, <laughs> hell yeah, they're digging 
So yeah, I like it. Real quick, and again, to address chat, uh, Lucky Mike would like to know what was your uh, favorite cross that you made? That's a hard one. It's like naming out a single and out a kid. Well, excuse me. Hmm. I don't know. That's that one. I, I'll say I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off a few because they all they're a favorite for for a particular for a particular reason. Um, the screaming eagle. There's a lot of love in that, um, and just for the effects and the medicinal properties of it, the amount of people it was able to help, myself included. <clears throat> that that was a that was a big one um the local skunk that <laughs> that one's uh that was a, a good one just for the, the pure funk of it all um uh the sangria that that was my favorite my favorite fruity <laughs> fruity thing ever um my purple dahlia um it's probably my favorite of the colorful and you know, great candy gnarliness um and just god damn man that's the thing is like anytime like <clears throat> where i continue to project on and was like hey i'm gonna i want to offer this to you that the reason why it was there is like it was it became like like a favorite you know what i mean and not i can't have this just one you know um the only thing I can do with that in life is just, you know, my, my lady. <laughs> you know what I mean? As far as the plants go, man, fuck. They all had their uh, their own unique thing to them. So, like, when, when it really spoke to me and it, it hit those marks for me, that's uh, that was it. You know, I had to, uh, you know, put it out there. So, uh, anything that got put out there, it was uh, near and dear to me, you know? So... Uh, yeah they all had their they all had their their own things you know that uh yeah we could i could go into all the the whys and the what's on reason why the males are made the way that they were made over long periods of times and what they hit and everything but i have to save that one for another show that's gonna be up all fucking night fucking sunday coming up I'm not going to Waffle House and shit. <laughs> well, I do appreciate you fucking, and this, I hope there is another episode. And since we're kind of like throwing that out there, I want to tell you, I don't know if you looked over the channel or Instagram or tried to figure out what the fuck you were getting yourself into before you came on. But there's a, there's a few different things that happen here on the channel and uh so one is the spotlight like me and you've done tonight fucking talking shit with me episodes and uh the other aspect is uh like kind of a group show uh it's now it's it's evolved it started out as uh the the rabbit hole and then we turned it 
to uh, the wormhole. It organically changed to the wormhole. And then uh, this year on Sub's birthday, second uh, anniversary uh, you know, on his birthday. For last year, the first year uh, on his birthday or after his passing, we did like a grow along. I gave away Agent Orange and uh, Jelly Bean and Sangria and just kind of did a grow along. Then this year on his birthday, I changed uh, the wormhole to Weed Nerd World in nice. honor of uh, him and in the community. You know, he may have passed, but uh, there's so many of us that uh, are still Weed Nerds. You know, no. what he did is much of what we're doing tonight, man. It's just hanging out and them coming, hanging out and chatting, talking shit. And there's a yeah. lot of us, so. It was a due so, process, and I hope that I haven't pissed anybody else off in the process, I and I hope I'm doing him proud. Yeah, but man. what I'm getting to, are. my friend, is now that you've done the fucking talking shit episode, uh, the weed nerd world aspect of it is open to all past guests and only past guests. So the Zoom link that I sent you tonight is the zoom link for the weed nerd world so anytime like you're just hanging out can't sleep just want to fucking hang out with a bunch of stoners talking gross shit sometimes we talk psychedelics we talk a lot of crazy shit we talk life whatever you know what i mean want to just come hang out no reason to hang out you don't need an invitation just grab that link hit the button i'll fucking a lot of times i don't even know who i'm okaying you know what I mean? <laughs> <Right on. laughs> during during that episode, I'm like, come on, come on. So it's ever changing. So hopefully some night you can take me up and hang out. Monday nights is a guaranteed weed nerd world. You know what I mean? There's no fucking talking shit that night. It's definitely weed nerd world. The other other times you'll find a weed nerd world is uh I, I told you the time slot of the show is usually eleven thirty to four twenty. So we don't go the whole mark tonight. There's a good chance that uh, after we end this episode that I'll fire up the Weed Nerd World and let them guys finish out the time slot, you know, talking about whatever. That's but, cool, you know, man. understand anytime you see that in the title, you know, if you subscribe to the channel and you see the Weed Nerd World, other than doing a, another one-on-one, I'm not discouraging that, brother. I'd love to do another Just Me and You episode. <laughs> Yeah, but man, if you want to make another, you know, pop on, fucking make another, you know, cool bunch of people. I know I'm not the only one that would like to go, hey, and I fucking hung out with Duke Diamond and I smoking and talking shit. So, <laughs> you know, you, at any point, you could make a bunch of people's evening stay, whatever. But you're That's always cool. welcome. Hopefully, you know, you keep that opportunity out there. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, that's uh, that all sounds uh, sounds real good, good man. Fucking yeah, it's just cool. Like you, you continuing on like that whole the whole crew of dudes from uh, sub cool stuff. Like, like I knew that dude <clears throat> fucking long, long fucking time, and uh, <clears throat> somehow like in my head, like I I don't know, like he. He sent me a uh, he sent me a text. It was like 
day, maybe two days before he, he passed or whatever. But somehow, man, like I still don't like believe it in my head. Like I like I picture him right now, like me and my, my other buddy that knew him well. Like when you're talking about Agent Orange, it's like you just mentioned that. It takes me back to like 2000, 2006, fucking Oregon. That is house hanging out. I staying over at my buddy Ben's place in, in Portland. And uh, that first run of that Agent Orange, like right when, right when they made it, I got the, uh, the fucking whiskey sour Fino. And I got the other Fino from him. Had some uh, 3D, which was like an Apollo, Apollo hybrid, some other stuff. But I remember I uh, woke up and um, I'm staying on this fucking couch in my buddy Ben's place. And like we're over in like the real shitty part of Portland, which is like the nice part of Richmond, Virginia. But nonetheless, woke up and sat on the porch. So I can smoke this fucking little little small joint and I rolled up to that fucking agent. And man, fucking world just fucking lit up. <laughs> and I ended up walking across town to a fucking Carl's Jr. to get a chicken biscuit. And uh remember hitting him up and telling him, he's like, oh man, because he lived kind of rural, you know. He's fucking dying for a chicken biscuit because you know, he's from the south and shit too. So uh yeah, like somehow in my head, like I like to think that maybe he was just like, you know what, I think I'm good. And he's just cruising around that RV somewhere, just fucking having a good old fucking time. <laughs> Man, a fucking, a fucking cool dude. Used to go see him and uh, when he was living up in Santa Rosa, and we used to meet at this uh, little pizza restaurant. It's like uh, Home Run. I think it's called Home Run Pizza. They had this beer that he liked there. It's called Racer Five, and I don't advocate, uh, you know, drinking or driving or any of that. But uh, do that, and then we fucking race. Respect to his house and our fucking trucks and shit. <laughs> yeah, he's a wild dude too, man. Yeah, I miss that guy. Fuck. I do too, man. It's funny that you say that because. I said the same thing when he died. I, you know, I called. I yeah, tried. Tried get a hold of him for the fucking many times that first week, just in denial. And I actually said, "Man, I just, I really want to believe he like Tupac'd us or fucking Elvis yeah. us, you know." And well, me, I even. Well, I think what led me to want to believe that so bad is because that, like, year before he died there, you know, releasing his real name and shit, I, I begged him not to. I said, man, don't do it. Don't do yeah. it. I understand why you want to do it, but don't do it. You you know, there might come a day where you may want to walk away. You know what I mean? Just fucking yeah. say, I don't want to do it no more. And you'll have that, you know, that way. But if you do it, if you release that name, you'll never... It'll never be the same. And, you know, I, so I guess that's, I wanted to believe he did it. I wanted to believe he just kind of Elvis does. Yeah. But again, he's still in the same aspect. We're still here talking about him. That's right. You know what I mean? Hopefully, he'll live on. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's the thing. You always you live on through your, uh, what you leave behind, you know? 
the seeds you left behind. I had nothing but good shit to say about you, brother. He was <laughs> definitely a fan of food diner. He's a good dude. Well, with that being said, with 258, you said you'd take me till three. Uh, one last thing I'd like to get from you, my friend, and Shoot that's it. a stupid thing that I do, is uh, a sound bite. Basically, at some point, I'll use it for a commercial to kind of, you know, re- make people remember this episode and make them go back and watch. But it's like that old school radio artist identification type shit. Basically, what I'm looking for, you do whatever you want before or after is, hey, my version Hey, this is Eagle. I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle. Episode 546. You know, again, you can say whatever you want before or after, as long as you at least say that, I'd be forever grateful. I am ready. Anytime you are. All right. Well, I guess if I had to say anything, fucking Duke Diamond here, and I'm fucking talking shit with fucking Eagle. Fucking tune in to the fucking show, man. Don't you missing out? <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, I can't thank you enough. Time is so valuable, as we kind of talked about. And I can't replace tonight or repay you for these hours. But I can tell you this, man. It's been an epic night man, that I will remember forever. Thank goodness YouTube will document it for me. And uh, again, man, I'd look, I hope that you, some night you'll surprise us and pop in and we nerd world unannounced. But other than that, I hope to talk with you again soon in another follow up episode. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you for having me on, my dude. And uh, yeah, of course, it's uh, yeah, stay in touch, hit me up, man. And uh, anytime you want to have me on, just uh, shoot me a, shoot me a message and uh. I'll be in there like swimwear, my man. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I greatly appreciate you. For the rest of you guys, you know the deal. Uh, random acts kind of do save lives. Don't be afraid to do something nice for somebody. Give me a few minutes, stretch my legs, relieve my bladder, and I will see you guys in we nerd world. Thanks again, Duke. Uh, man, I greatly appreciate you, my friend. Have a good night, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, man. I'll see you later, my friend. Have a good night, man. And remember, uh, don't take this. Leave it.